Hello, humans. Hi. Welcome to this special live edition of Power Report on my birthday that I'm doing because you all voted for this for whatever reason. Uh, I'm Dan, and I am here with y'all getting my stream set up, getting my brewski set up, and uh, he here's how this is going to work, basically. I am going to be live doing some play-by-play -play coverage of uh, Biden's address that he's going to be giving in front of uh, Congress and the House of, you know, Congress, House of Representatives in the Senate, as it usually happens, the State of the Union. And in that, we'll give some analysis, play-by-play -play coverage. It's a really big State of the Union that's happening right now, and it's going to be beginning very shortly, so I want to get um, my video box set up, because currently it's awkwardly not. But um, I... Definitely. Uh, oh, so the cabinet's coming. Hold on, just making sure I'm not too out of place here. But... Yeah, we are about to... I want to get make sure we are able to at least see some of this, even if I don't have it, the play-by-play -play ready for me. But... We're going to have a direct feed of the State of the Union address. We'll have that playing live, and then we will, um, like I said, announce it, do some play-by-play -play coverage, see what's being talked about. And usually there's some uh, response, State of the Union to this, like there's a Republican response and a progressive response. Uh, so we'll see how those, you know, end up being and doing. But yeah, I, I definitely shout out in the chat. Uh, I want to hear some happy birthday responses. Uh, uh, some feelings about Biden. I don't really care. I'm just kind of having fun here. Um, and I did check uh, streaming rules that I am allowed to drink uh, while I'm on stream because I am actually old enough to drink as long as you're not counting the leap birthdays. Um, so that's good. Excuse me. I can't see chat or anything as I'm getting everything set up right now. So, you know, hopefully everything's working. I guess I can check this way to make sure I'm broadcasting myself. Yep, that is totally working. I sound annoying. And, um... Yeah, I... Fun thing is, I... Usually when people do these shows, they have a technical director who's doing all the control room stuff. And you have a host who's doing all the hosting stuff. Uh, in a lot of these independent shows, especially streams, uh, the person is doing both at the same time. So, um, yeah, that's how that usually works. Yeah, but definitely, I want to hear how y'all are doing, how, and definitely I know Ukraine is on a lot of people's minds right now, front and center. As um, people definitely want to hear what Joe Biden's response to all that is taking place and going on. People want to know where he stands on that, what sort of guidance the president is offering. How are my stalling skills? If you appreciate my stalling skills, shout out below in the chat. 
Because right now I'm just trying to do some making sure the video feed looks good activities. Which you're making progress at. Thank you very much. I don't know, I've thought about doing streams more often like this, but obviously it would necessitate important things happening in the news. Um, you know, world events, things of that nature. But, I mean, like, I'd like to stream for fun, but I have a day job that uh, would not allow me to stream the whole time. And I currently, you know, as you, unless you are certain streamers that I used to work with, uh, you can't make money as a streamer full time. And so that makes things a little bit harder. See, there you go. That's the thing I was stalling to try to set up. But yeah, I'm going to get the State of the Union coverage up and live for everyone. Kind of muted right there like that. There we go. So yeah, uh, say the union should start any moment now. People are filing in. I don't know if they're doing social distancing right now, because if they're not doing social distancing, it looks very, very sparse right there. Um, you see all the judges kind of sitting there. And I, I really wonder, like, is this fun for them? <laughs> Because politics is a fundamentally unfun experience for a lot of people viewing it, a lot of people covering it. But I don't know, are they making the most of the occasion still? Because I guess these State of the Unions used to be these big, broad, you know, bolsterous occasions where, you know, some business supposedly, allegedly was getting done. Um, because the State of the Union was in question. Okay, and learning that about my screens. Oh, I see Left of the Box in the chat. Happy birthday. Says Left of the Box. Thank you. I have a bad habit of saying happy birthday to other people on my birthday. Um, I don't know. I do truly believe that my birthday should just be a celebration of all of my friends and all the people around me in my life like that. But that's just me being gooey. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I see Taylor Alexis back in chat. How are you doing? Um, my birthday has been pretty cool. Thank you for asking. And thank you for joining back in as well. It's cool to see you. And um, yeah, Brett Kavanaugh's fakes makes me sick as well. But I can definitely talk about what I did for some of my birthday. Um, so um, like my roommate, some like close friends, people in my life, uh, they planned a surprise birthday party for me in on this weekend because my real birthday, we can get into the details of that later, but my birthday, if we assume it's today and let's just take the easy version that it's today, um, is a Tuesday. It's not an opportune time to have a birthday celebration really of any sort. And so, um, given that circumstance, I had a surprise party of sorts on f Saturday, not really a surprise party, but a party where I didn't have to do any of the planning, and that's the best kind of party for my kind of personality where I do too much planning. Um, and yeah, you know, had some friends over, played some games, got a little bit too belligerently drunk, but that's all good. And 
yeah, it was a great time with enjoyable people, um, with my friends. That's really all you want. Oh, here's, here's the goods. Here's the goods. Hang on. Madam Speaker, the President of the United States. Yeah! You know, this, this whole Madam Speaker, President of the United States thing that happens. Um, very ritualistic. Uh, you can kind of hear some stuff. You see some people with um, Ukrainian solidarity clothing. The uh, royal blue. The gold. Uh, you know, it's sometimes fun to hear some of the crosstalk here. Like I heard Zelensky here or there, but yeah, now we were, I doubt we're getting um, declassified information here, actually. Sorry, answering messages. Also, I got a stream. <laughs> I got to tweet out the stream link and stuff to let people know that I'm like here and things. But. Here comes Brandon. Coming to speak here. And. He's got a lot to address. There's an, you know, <laughs> impending concerns of World War III on the docket. There's an economic situation at home that leaves a lot to be desired as well. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. So, I think it'll just be definitely interesting to get a look at what the messaging is from the Biden administration in this kind of turbulent moment, because this is coming into an election year where things look tough for the Democrats. And I don't have a lot of confidence in the Democratic Party maintaining control over their majorities. And a lot rides on Joe Biden to prove that he um, and the Democrats can do things for people that they feel for years to come. So let's watch that speech and uh, do a little bit of re-report you decide here. Brewski's inbound. Thank you all very, very much. Thank you. Please. Thank you so much. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, and our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, members of Congress and the Cabinet, Justice of the Supreme Court, my fellow Americans, last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Tonight, 
Tonight, we meet as Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, but most importantly, as Americans, with the duty to one another, to America, to the American people, to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. You can believe those are going to be the themes of the speech. We beat COVID and the American way is cool, more or less. Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. And President Zelensky, to every Ukrainian, their fearlessness, their courage, their determination, literally inspires the world groups of citizens blocking thanks for the bur- birthday wishes jordan everyone from students to retirees to teachers mad appreciated turned soldiers defending their homeland and in this struggle president Zelensky said in his speech to the european parliament light will win over darkness the ukrainian ambassador to the united states is here tonight sitting with the first lady let each of us, if you're able to stand, stand and send an unmistakable signal to the world of Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She's bright, she's strong, she's resolved. Um, and yeah, in the chat, Taylor, you make a great point too. Uh, it's not like yes. Democrats are doing anything with the majorities right now, so it's good we they're the spending United a lot of time States on America this foreign policy boondoggle. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. They keep moving. And the cost, the threats to America and America to the world keeps rising. That's why the NATO alliance was created, to secure peace and stability in Europe after World War II. The United States is a member, along with 29 other nations. It matters. American diplomacy matters. American resolve matters. Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated and totally unprovoked. He rejected repeated, repeated efforts at diplomacy. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. He thought he could divide us at home in this chamber and this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas, from America to the Asian and African continents to confront Putin. 
Like many of you, I spent countless hours unifying our European allies. We shared with the world in advance what we knew Putin was planning and precisely how we would try to falsify and justify his aggression. We countered Russia's lies with the truth. And now, now that he's acted, the three free world is holding him accountable, along with 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as countries like the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, even Switzerland, are inflicting pain on Russia and supporting the people of Ukraine. Putin is now isolated from the world more than he has ever been. Together, Together, I don't love the warmongering you get. In Together, these along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access. We're choking Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. The United States, I mean it. The United States Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for we you, ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing about the US? that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. What about the ill-gotten gains of American billionaires, Joe? We're so close. He has no idea what's coming. The ruble has already lost 30% of its value. The Russian stock market has lost 40% of its value. And trading remains suspended. The Russian economy is reeling, and Putin alone is the one to blame. Together with our allies, we're providing support to the Ukrainians in their fight for freedom. Military assistance, economic assistance, humanitarian assistance. We're giving more than a billion dollars of direct assistance to Ukraine, and we'll continue to aid the Ukrainian people as they defend their country and help ease their suffering. I'm fine with Ukrainian aid so long as we don't escalate in war, which may be what we're doing here. And will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies in the event that Putin decides to keep moving west. For that purpose, we have mobilized American ground forces, air squadrons, ship deployments to protect NATO countries, including Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. And as I've made crystal clear, 
The United States and our allies will defend every inch of territory that is NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. Every single inch. Well, there's a very interesting thing Bremen's got going on here with like what is NATO territory versus what we will defend. That's totally fair. Like we should prevent incursions of Russia against free states, right? But will be hard on them. We got to make sure that America isn't trying to expand imperialism as well. While he may make gains on the battlefield, he'll pay a continuing high price over the long run. And a pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, pound for pound, ready to fight with every inch of energy they have. They've known 30 years of independence, have repeatedly shown that they will not tolerate anyone who tries to take their country backwards. To all Americans, I'll be honest with you, as I always promised I would be, a Russian dictator invading a foreign country has cost around the world. And I'm taking robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at Russian economy and that we use every tool at our disposal to protect American businesses and consumers. How about that gas Tonight, tax? I can announce the United States has worked with 30 other countries to release 60 million barrels of oil from reserves around the world. America will lead that effort, releasing 30 million barrels of our own strategic petroleum reserve. And we stand ready to do more if necessary, united with our allies. These steps will help blunt gas prices here at home. But I know news about what's happening can seem alarming to all Americans. But I want you to know we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. When the history of this era is written, words. Because if things go wrong, they're going to play Russia that over and over and over again. And the rest of the world stronger. Unless, like, justifyingly or not. Um, and it'd also be a good time for Biden to shoe in, shoehorn in climate justice by saying one way to make sure we are not reliant on oligarchs in Russia, as he keeps trying to focus on, is by having uh, energy efficiency at home, by having clean, renewable energy resources at home so we don't rely on Russia. We see the unity among leaders of nations, a more unified Europe, a more unified West. We see unity also, among the people uh, who are gathered in Thank you, in Rico. I see you, Rico, in chat. Happy birthday, Internet man. You're saying. Even in Russia and he's also got a good point. Like, there's a bunch of Africans of who are in Ukraine right now who are having a hard time getting out. And not a lot of word about that, Joe. But, but of course, this is America. What do you expect? This is the real test. And it's going to take time. So let us continue to draw inspiration. Over on Twitch, Taylor continuing to hold it down. Um, to our fellow Ukrainian Americans. Yeah, a question earlier I didn't want to miss out on. Connects our two nations. No, you said with you. the we real date of your birthday is probably kept in those Putin files Donald stole, huh? Oh my God, yeah. I'll explain the birthday a little bit later. And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. more rah-rah Putin won't win and you know it's honestly it's good that in an America that has lived through it's good that America is showing on the world stage in this during state of this union address that's going to be rebroadcast in the world that America stands with Ukraine against the Russian incursion efforts here um I'll talk more about this analysis later but 
understand. Like many There's a larger picture to be said here. My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania to find work. Scranton. So like many of you, I grew up in a family when the price of food went up, it was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan. Because people were hurting. We needed to act, and we did. Few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation and combat COVID-19, delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. It helped put food on the table. Remember those long lines of cars waiting for hours just to get a box of food put in their trunk? It cut the cost of health care insurance. And as my dad used to say, it gave the people just a little bit of breathing room. Unlike the $2 trillion <laughs> tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan. Hello, Sam. I also love that. The American behind. Rescue Plan <laughs> stopped working people and left no one behind. That's so awesome. It's so awesome. Chuck Schumer got like super excited. He got the little, got a little excited to early there. Well done, man. And it worked. Watch your seat a little bit. So you say, what did you say? Samson CNN is like five minutes behind. That's awesome. Um, I'm literally just streaming from YouTube. That rocks. It worked. We created jobs, lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created over six. 0.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. The economy grew at a rate of 5.7 last year, the strongest growth rate in 40 years. And the first step in bringing fundamental Stone change to our economy that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. For the past four I don't know years, what makes Mitch McConnell we were told sad. It's probably like the tax break for those at the top and It's not even like you know actors have to try to imagine Hello humans. Hi. Welcome to this special live edition of Power Report on my birthday that I'm doing because you all voted for this for whatever reason. Uh, I'm Dan, and I am here with y'all, getting my stream set up, getting my brewski set up, and uh, he here's how this is going to work, basically. I am going to be live doing some play-by-play -play coverage of uh, Biden's address that he's going to be giving in front of... Uh, Congress and the House of, you know, Congress, House of Representatives in the Senate, as it usually happens, the State of the Union. And in that, we'll give some analysis, play-by-play -play coverage. It's a really big State of the Union that's happening right now, and it's going to be beginning very shortly. So I want to get um, my video box set up because currently it's awkwardly not. But um, I... Definitely. Uh, oh, so the cabinet's coming. Hold on. Just making sure I'm not too out of place here. But. Yeah, we are about to. I want to get make sure we are able to at least see some of this, even if I don't have it, the play by play ready for me. But. We're going to have a direct feed of the State of the Union address. We'll have that playing live, and then we will, um, 
like I said, announce it, do some play-by-play coverage, see what's being talked about. And usually there's some uh, response, State of the Union to this, like there's a Republican response and a progressive response. Uh, So we'll see how those, you know, end up being and doing. But yeah, I I definitely shout out in the chat. Uh, I want to hear some happy birthday responses. Uh, uh, some feelings about Biden. I don't really care. I'm just kind of having fun here. Um, and I did check uh, streaming rules that I am allowed to drink uh, while I'm on stream because I am actually old enough to drink as long as you're not counting the leap birthdays. Um. That's good. Excuse me, I can't see chat or anything as I'm getting everything set up right now. So, you know, hopefully everything's working. I guess I can check this way to make sure I'm broadcasting myself. Yep, that is totally working. I sound annoying. And, um... Yeah, I... Fun thing is, I... Usually when people do these shows, they have a technical director who's doing all the control room stuff. And you have a host who's doing all the hosting stuff. Uh, And a lot of these independent shows, especially streams, uh, the person is doing both at the same time. So, um, yeah, that's how that usually works. Yeah, but definitely, I want to hear how y'all are doing, how... Definitely know Ukraine is on a lot of people's minds right now, front and center, as um, people definitely want to hear what Joe Biden's response to all that is taking place and going on. People want to know where he stands on that, what sort of guidance the president is offering. How are my stalling skills? If you appreciate my stalling skills, shout out below in the chat. Because right now I'm just trying to do some making sure the video feed looks good activities. Which you're making progress at. Thank you very much. I don't know, I've thought about doing streams more often like this, but obviously it would necessitate important things happening in the news. Um, You know, world events, things of that nature. But, I mean, like, I'd like to stream for fun, but I have a day job that uh, would not allow me to stream the whole time. And I currently, you know, as you, unless you are certain streamers that I used to work with, uh, you can't make money as a streamer full time. And so that makes things a little bit harder. See, there you go. That's the thing I was stalling to try to set up. But yeah, I'm going to get the State of the Union coverage up and live for everyone. Kind of muted right there like that. There we go. So yeah, uh, State of the Union should start any moment now. People are filing in. I don't know if they're doing social distancing right now, because if they're not doing social distancing, it looks very, very sparse right there. Um, 
you see all the judges kind of sitting there. And I, I really wonder, like, is this fun for them? Because <laughs> politics is a fundamentally unfun experience for a lot of people viewing it, a lot of people covering it. But I don't know, are they making the most of the occasion still? Because I guess these State of the Unions used to be these big, broad, you know, bolsterous occasions where, you know, some business supposedly, allegedly was getting done. Um, because the state of the union was in question. Okay, and learning that about my screens. And like the saddest moment in their lives when it comes to pretending to look bad. I think Mitch McConnell actually thinks of things that make people happy, and that's what makes him really look sad like that. Like, puppies and rainbows. Babies and friendship and love. But ran for office with a new economic vision for me. <laughs> Invest in America. Educate Mitch McConnell looks so sad. Grow the workforce. Build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. Because we know. <laughs> because we know. Because we know when the middle class grows. When the middle class grows, the poor have a way up and the wealthy do very well. America used to have the best roads, bridges, and airports on Earth. And now, <laughs> our infrastructure is ranked 13th in the world. We won't be able to compete for the jobs of the 21st century if we don't fix it. That's why it was so important to pass the bipartisan infrastructure law. And I thank my Republican friends who joined. But that infrastructure law did nothing. <laughs> It wasn't enough because it got watered down by Democrats like Joe Manchin, like Kirsten Sinema. It was a bipartisan effort, and I want to thank the members of both parties who worked to make it happen. We're done talking about He has to say it's a bipartisan effort right now because there's a bunch of cameras on him, but it wasn't. It was a bunch of Democrats who wanted to get it done, five or six Republicans who wanted to appear moderate, and two Democrats who weakened the bill substantially. But Joe won't mention that because, you know, politics is annoying. I've told Xi Jinping, it's never been a good bet to bet against the American people. We'll create good jobs for millions of Americans, <laughs> roads, airports, ports, waterways, all across America. Every single time we'll do they it zoom in to a to Republican like this. the devastating effects of climate change and promote environmental They're justice. Just Oh, I see Left of the Box in the chat. Happy birthday, says Left of the Box. Thank you. I have a bad habit of saying happy birthday to other people on my birthday. Um, I don't know. I do truly believe that my birthday should just be a celebration of all of my friends and all the people around me in my life like that, but that's just me being gooey. Uh... <laughs> oh, I see Taylor Alexis back in chat. How are you doing? Um, my birthday has been pretty cool. Thank you for asking, and thank you for joining back in as well. It's cool to see you. And, um, yeah, Brett Kavanaugh's fakes made me sick as well. But I can definitely talk about what I did for some of my birthday. Um, so, um, like, my roommate, some, like, close friends, people in my life, uh, they planned a surprise birthday party for me in on this weekend because my – Real birthday, and we can get into the details of that later, but my birthday, if we assume it's today, and let's just take the easy version that it's today, um, is a Tuesday. It's not an opportune time to have a birthday celebration, really, of any sort, and so 
Um, given that circumstance, I had a surprise party of sorts on Saturday. Not really a surprise party, but a party where I didn't have to do any of the planning. And that's the best kind of party from my kind of personality where I do too much planning. Um, and yeah, you know, had some friends over, played some games, got a little bit too belligerently drunk, but that's all good. And yeah, it was a great time with enjoyable people, um, with my friends. That's really all you want. Oh, here's, here's the goods. Here's the goods. Hang on. Madam Speaker, the President of the United States. Yeah! You know, this, this whole Madam Speaker, President of the United States thing that happens. Um, very ritualistic. It's so hard, like... We'll build a national man. network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations. Begin to replace Meh. the poisonous lead pipes so every child, every American has clean water to drink at home. And like, listen, and at these speeches are pretty dry and dull and boring. It's like, yes, policy ideas and proposals that Joe Biden actually won't fight for when it comes down to it. Sure, but speed internet for every American, rural, suburban, urban, and tribal community. When you get down to it, there isn't really a reason that Republicans should be against these things. But Democrats don't do a good job of messaging that Republicans are dumb to be against these things. We will start fixing over 65,000 miles of highway and one. Joe Biden has a really good opportunity here to challenge Republicans to do things and then hold them accountable to that and then run on that. But Democrats try every single year at State of the Unions and they fail, so I'm not. Feeling a lot of hope for that, honestly. Taxpayers' dollars to rebuild America. We're going to do it by buying America. Buy American products. Okay, cool. That's a lot of. The federal government spends. Yeah, handsome head injury writes in on YouTube. Why is he bragging about this? These are things that. Infrastructure improvements will be nice, but they won't be like, okay, what does my check look like every single day? How much does food cost? What programs are there out for me to make sure that like me and my family can survive and get better? But no, buy American. That's going to help. You know, I, I don't know. People have been saying buy American forever. And I don't know if it helps that much. Um, <laughs> Sam... I, I guess you were calling Mitch McConnell a sad gecko. I could call Ted Cruz that also, honestly. And then... To compete for the jobs of the future, yeah, Taylor, you got a lot of points. Like, how many jobs are being created after how many people died of COVID? Like, it's weird to flex about job creation when the economy is this bad. Then again, Trump wouldn't have done any better. We used to invest almost 2% of our GDP in research and development. We don't now. Can't. China is. Let me give you one example why it's so important to pass. If you travel 20 miles east of Columbus, Ohio, you'll find... Oh, God damn it. Joe Biden's giving us math. It won't look if like... The train leaves the station in Columbus, Ohio look in 45 closely, minutes. You'll see a field of dreams. The ground what? in which America's future will be built. That's where Intel, the American company that helped build Silicon Valley, is going to build a $20 billion semiconductor megasite, up to eight state-of-the-art factories in one place. T 
10,000 new jobs. And in those factories, the average job about $135, They never know when they're on camera. Some most sophisticated manufacturing in the world they want to, but to make com computer chips. That's the why size they all have to hold their face. The power of the world in everyday lives from smartphones, technology, the internet, technology is yet to be invented. But that's just the beginning. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger, who was here tonight, I don't know where Pat is. Pat, there you go. Pat, stand up. Pat. Pat came to see me and he told me they're ready to increase the. I was really hoping it wasn't that time where Joe Biden asked someone to stand up and they. Um, were paralyzed from the legs down, essentially. And so they couldn't actually stand up. But Joe Biden kept asking them to stand up during a speech. I was like, oh, God, please not another one of those. And we'll really take off in a big way. Also, I remember when Fox was talking about Obama's tan suit way back in 2010. And I wonder if they'll say anything about Kamala Harris's brown suit, because, you know. Uh, you can kind of hear some stuff. You see some people with um, Ukrainian solidarity clothing. The uh, royal blue. The gold. Uh, you know, it's sometimes fun to hear some of the crosstalk here. Like I heard Zelensky here or there. But yeah, now we were, I doubt we're getting... Um, Declassified information here, actually. Sorry, answering messages. Also, I got a stream. <laughs> I got to tweet out the stream link and stuff to let people know that I'm like here and things. But. Here comes Brandon. Coming to speak here. And he's got a lot to address. There's a, you know. Impending concerns of World War III on the docket. There's an economic situation at home that leaves a lot to be desired as well. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. So, I think it'll just be definitely... Just look around and you'll see an amazing story. The rebirth of pride, the I think Kamala could have so much more drip if she tried. Like, there's no reason that, like, the first black vice president has to look like all the stuffy white <laughs> vice presidents and, like, white people up there. Like, there's definitely some styling from, like, Essence or something we can get Kamala, but nope. 
uh, assimilating is what she does. Oh, hey, Jennifer Granholm. We used to kind of co-work together at Current TV like 10 years ago. Jesus Christ, what a time. Taylor Alexis in chat, like Ted wondering how warm it is in Cancun right now. Like, seriously. Ted's like, why did I even have to come out here? This is COVID. Can I just work from home? <laughs> Ted Cruz trying to work from the beach. Sam Nancy doesn't drip harder necessarily. She's just always working the pearls, which I'm not a fan of the pearls personally. There's too much uh, connotations you could put there. Clutching your pearls. Pearl necklace, not going to go there. It's time to see the, the, what used to be called a Rust Belt become the, 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 the home of, of a significant resurgence of manufacturing. Oh, there's going to be a And with all the bright spots <laughs> in our economy, like, it's not the Rust Belt, it's going to be the, higher wages, too many families the, the home to keep up for jobs. <laughs> Inflation. God damn it, brother. We tried. We tried. Good job. They thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. So you didn't have people making those beams that went into buildings. There are also terrible working conditions during the pandemic and people being underpaid for ridiculous work. And so people left and you still have that problem now. When that happens, it takes longer to make goods and get them to the warehouses, to the stores and go prices go up. Look at cars last year. One third of all the inflation was because of automobile sales. There weren't enough semiconductors to make all the cars that people wanted to buy. And guess what? Prices of automobiles went way up especially used vehicles as well. But, and so we have a choice. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Well, companies lower costs by lowering wages. Wages are the largest cost a company has. So that's the first thing they cut. Company after company after company is cutting jobs and cutting workers and then posting record profits and then raising their prices. More goods moving faster and cheaper in America. More jobs where you can earn a good living in America. Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America. Once again, Joe Brandon isn't focusing on like the larger issues of the American economy here, which is you have really wealthy companies who can yeah keep their costs down but they're having no problem making money they're just getting greedy republicans are going to take back the house at this rate i call it building a better america <laughs> my plan that was really like the best line. It's so boring. Lower your cost <laughs> it sucks, man. <laughs> 17 Nobel laureates in economics said my plan will ease long-term inflationary pressures. Top business leaders, and I believe most Americans support the plan. And here's the plan. 
First, cut the cost of prescription drugs. We pay more for the same drug produced by the same company. I love Jordan Ryan's comment. One time my city had a business proving America is exceptional and via transitive property, so am I. Vote Joe Biden. Yep, kid anecdote. Let's see what this is about. He and his dad both have type 1 diabetes, which means they need insulin every single day. Means they need Medicare for all. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the, the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. And that's why Joe Biden supports Medicare for All. Mom. Imagine what it's like to look right? at your child who needs insulin huh? to stay healthy. Oh, that's not it. And have no it? idea how in God's name you're going oh, to wow. be able to pay for it. What it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to look your child in the eye, to be the parent you expect yourself to be. I really mean to think about that. That's what I think about. You know, yesterday, Joshua's here tonight, but yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, buddy, by the way. <clears throat> wow, I guess I got a birthday shout out from Brandon. For Joshua. I, I should stop. This is, this is a kid suffering 200, from cancer. 200,000 other young people I mean with a type 1 diabetes. I mean a kid suffering from cancer. Let's cap the cost of insulin at $35 a month. So everyone can sorry. afford it. And drug companies will do very, very well, their profit margin. While we're at it, I know we have great disagreements on this floor with this. Let's let Medicare negotiate the price of prescription drugs. Yeah, that kid's going to have to go to uh, Toronto for his medicine for the rest of his life because Joe Biden's not going to do anything for that kid or his family. And that's the tr interesting to get a look at what the messaging is from the Biden administration in this kind of turbulent moment, because this is coming into an election year where things look tough for the Democrats. And I don't have a lot of confidence in the Democratic Party maintaining control over their majorities. And a lot rides on Joe Biden to prove that he um, and the Democrats can do things for people that they feel for years to come. So let's watch that speech and uh, do a little bit of re-report you decide here. Brewski's inbound. Thank you all very, very much. Thank you. Please. Thank you so much. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, and our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, members of Congress and the Cabinet, Justice of the Supreme Court, my fellow Americans. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Tonight, tonight we meet as Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, but most importantly, as Americans. With the duty to one another, to America, to the American people, and to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. You can believe those are going to be the themes of the speech. We beat COVID and the American way is cool, more or less.
Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. And President Zelensky, to, their, to every Ukrainian, their fearlessness, their courage, their determination literally inspires the world. Groups of citizens blocking Thanks for the bur bodies, birthday wishes, Jordan. Everyone from students to retirees to teachers. Matt appreciated. Turned soldiers defending their homeland. And in this struggle, President Zelensky said in his speech to the European Parliament, Light will win over darkness. The Ukrainian ambassador to the United States is here tonight, sitting with the First Lady. Let each of us, if you're able to stand, stand and send an unmistakable signal to the world of Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She's strong and she's resolved. Um, and yeah, in the chat, Taylor, you make a great point, too. Uh, it's not like yes. Democrats are doing anything with the majorities right now, so it's good we they're the spending United a lot of time States on America this foreign policy boondoggle. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. They keep moving. And the cost, the threats to the America and America to the world keeps rising. That's why the NATO alliance was created, to secure peace and stability in Europe after World War II. The United States is a member, along with 29 other nations. It matters. American diplomacy matters. American resolve matters. Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated and totally unprovoked. He rejected repeated, repeated efforts at diplomacy. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. He thought he could divide us at home in this chamber and this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas, to, from America to the Asian and African continents, to confront Putin. Like many of you, I spent countless hours unifying our European allies. We shared with the world in advance what we knew Putin was planning and precisely how we would try to falsify and justify his aggression. We countered Russia's lies with the truth. And now, now that he's acted, the three free world is holding him accountable, along with 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as countries like the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, even Switzerland, are inflicting pain on Russia and supporting the people of Ukraine.
Putin is now isolated from the world more than he has ever been. Together, together, I don't love the warmongering you get. Together, along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access. We're choking Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. The United States, I mean it. The United States Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for we you, ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing about the US? that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. What about the ill-gotten gains of American billionaires, Joe? We're so close. He has no idea what's coming. The ruble has already lost 30% of its value. The Russian stock market has lost 40% of its value. And trading remains suspended. The Russian economy is reeling, and Putin alone is the one to blame. Together with our allies, we're providing support to the Ukrainians in their fight for freedom. Military assistance, economic assistance, humanitarian assistance, we're giving more than a billion dollars of direct assistance to Ukraine and will continue to aid the Ukrainian people as they defend their country and help ease their suffering. I'm fine with Ukrainian aid so long as we don't escalate in war, which may be what we're doing here. And will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. Our forces are the Democratic Party is not going to help. Millions of families with Affordable Care Act Vancouver might. $2,400 a year on their health premiums. Let's close the coverage gap and make these savings permanent. And second, how is he going to do that? Let's cut energy costs for families. An average of $500 a year by combating climate change. Let's provide an investment tax credit to weatherize your home and your business to be energy efficient and get a tax credit for it. Double America's clean energy production in solar, wind, and so much more. Lower the price of electric vehicles, saving another $80 a month that you're not going to have to pay at the pump. <laughs> Folks. Third. This is cheering for those climate things. The third thing we can do to change the standard of living for hardworking folks is cut the cost of child care. Cut the cost of childcare. <laughs> Folks, 
If you live in a major city in America, you pay up to $14,000 a year for childcare per child. I was a single dad for five years, raising two kids. I had a lot of help, though. I had a mom, a dad, a brother, and a sister that really helped. But middle-class and working folks shouldn't have to pay more than 7% of their income to care for the young children. My plan, my plan would cut the cost of child care in half for most families. I mean, I know 10 percent of your income for child care expenses still and sounds like a lot. Parents, including millions of women who left the workforce during the pandemic because they couldn't afford child care to be able to get back to work, generating economic growth. But my plan doesn't stop there. It also includes home and long-term care, more affordable housing. Pre-K for three and four-year-olds. <clears throat> All these will lower costs to families. Democrats have been talking about affordable housing projects uh, for my entire lifetime, and uh, not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies in the event that Putin decides to keep moving west. For that purpose, we have mobilized American ground forces, air squadrons, ship deployments to protect NATO countries, including Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. And as I've made crystal clear, the United States and our allies will defend every inch of territory that is NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. Every single inch. Well, there's a very interesting thing Brennan's got going on here with like what is NATO territory versus what we will defend. That's totally fair. Like we and should prevent incursions of are fighting back Russia pure against but the free states, days, right? Weeks and but will be hard on them. We got to make Putin sure that America isn't trying to expand imperialism but as well. While he may make gains on the battlefield, he'll pay a continuing high price over the long run. And a pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, pound for pound, ready to fight with every inch of energy they have. They've known 30 years of independence, have repeatedly shown that they will not tolerate anyone who tries to take their country backwards. To all Americans, I'll be honest with you, as I always promised I would be, a Russian dictator invading a foreign country has cost around the world. And I'm taking robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at Russian economy and that we use every tool at our disposal to protect American businesses and consumers. How about that gas Tonight, tax? I can announce the United States has worked with 30 other countries to release 60 million barrels of oil from reserves around the world. America will lead that effort, releasing 30 million barrels of our own strategic petroleum reserve. And we stand ready to do more if necessary, united with our allies. These steps will help blunt gas prices here at home. But I know news about what's happening can seem alarming to all Americans. But I want you to know we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. When the history of this era is written, because if things go wrong, they're going to play Russia that over and over and over again. And the rest of the world Unless it's like justifyingly or not. Um, and it'd also be a good time for Biden to shoe in, shoehorn in climate justice by saying one way to make sure we are not reliant well, on oligarchs in Russia, as he keeps trying to focus on, well, is by having so terrible, uh, the world energy efficiency at home, at by having clean, renewable now, energy resources at home so we don't rely on Russia. We see the unity among leaders of nations, a more unified Europe, a more unified West. 
We see unity also, among the people uh, who are gathered thank you, in Rico. cities. I see you, Rico, in and chat. Happy birthday, and man, you're saying. Even in Russia and he's also got a good point. Like, there's a bunch of Africans who are in Ukraine right now who are having a hard time getting out. And not a lot of word about that, Joe. But, but of course, this is America. What do you expect? This is the real test. And it's going to take time. So let us continue to draw inspiration. Over on Twitch, Taylor continuing to hold it down. Um, to our fellow Ukrainian Americans. Yeah, a question earlier I didn't want to miss out on. Connects our two nations. No, you said with you. the we real date of your birthday is probably kept in those Putin files Donald stole, huh? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Um, I'll explain the birthday a little bit later. And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. more rah-rah Putin won't win and you know it's honestly it's good that in an America that's lived through it's good that America is showing on the world stage in this during state of this union address that's going to be rebroadcast in the world that America stands with Ukraine against the Russian incursion efforts here um I'll talk more about this analysis later but there's a larger picture to be said here my dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania to find work. Scranton. So like many of you, I grew up in a family when the price of food went up, it was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan. Because people were hurting, we needed to act, and we did. Few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation and combat COVID-19, delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. It helped put food on the table. Remember those long lines of cars waiting for hours just to get a box of food put in their trunk? It cut the cost of health care insurance. And as my dad used to say, it gave the people just a little bit of breathing room. Unlike the $2 trillion <laughs> tax cut passed in the previous administration, that benefited the top 1% of Americans. The American Rescue Plan. Hello, Sam. I also love that. The American behind. Rescue Plan <laughs> helped working people and left no one behind. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Chuck Schumer got like super excited. He got the little, got a little excited to early there. Well done, man. And it worked. Watch your seat a little bit. So you say, what did you say? Sam said CNN is like five minutes behind. That's awesome. Um, I'm literally just streaming from YouTube. That rocks. It worked. We created jobs, lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created over 6.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. The economy grew at a rate of 5.7 last year, the strongest growth rate in 40 years. And the first step in bringing fundamental Stone change to our economy that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. For the past 40 I don't know years, what makes Mitch McConnell we were told sad. It's probably like, the tax break for those at the top and it's not even like, you know, actors have to try to imagine that homelessness has only gotten worse. We'll pay an additional penny in new taxes. Not a single penny. <clears throat> I think that was like the middle class won't pay more than a single penny in taxes. I may be wrong. But my guess is if we took a secret ballot in this floor, 
that we'd all agree that the present tax system ain't fair. We have to fix it. I'm not looking to punish anybody. But let's make corporations and wealthy Americans start paying their fair share. Look, last year... Elizabeth Warren lays her eyes. Last year... And like Chris Coons and Tom Carper and my distinguished congresswoman, we come from the land of corporate America. There are more corporations incorporated in America than every other state in America combined. And I still won 36 years in a row. The point is... Because he's credit card Joe. You should pay just a fair share. Last year, 55 of the Fortune 500 Joe Biden's companies not challenging them. He's, he's their buddies. Billion dollars Who, in why is he saying, and oh, and they still voted for me? That's, still, that's, 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 a, that's not a flex. Now look, it's not fair. That's why I proposed the 15% minimum tax rate for corporations. We've got... And that's why in the G7 and other meetings overseas, we're and able to put some together like, how dare it be 15 percent? That's too high. 130 countries degree on a global minimum tax rate. So companies can't get out of paying their taxes at home by shipping jobs in factories overseas. It'll raise billions of dollars. Oh, really? Rico says they didn't even show AOC at all in the White House stream. That's awesome. For the very wealthy who don't PBS pay, who pay a lower tax rate than a teacher and a firefighter. Everyone else in Twitch loves AOC. Of course you do. more detail later. I'm going to grow, we will grow the economy, lower the cost of families. So what are we waiting for? Let's get this done. We all know we've got to make changes. <laughs> Folks. And like the saddest moment in their lives when it comes to pretending to look bad. I think Mitch McConnell actually thinks of things that make people happy. And that's what makes him really look sad like that. Like puppies and rainbows. Babies and friendship and love. But ran for office with a new economic vision for America. <laughs> Invest in America. Educate Mitch McConnell looks so sad. Grow the workforce. Build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. Because we know. <laughs> because we know. Because we know when the middle class grows. When the middle class grows, the poor have a way up and the wealthy do very well. America used to have the best roads, bridges, and airports on Earth. And now <laughs> our infrastructure is ranked 13th in the world. We won't be able to compete for the jobs of the 21st century if we don't fix it. That's why it was so important to pass the bipartisan infrastructure law. And I thank my Republican friends who joined. But that infrastructure law did nothing. <laughs> It wasn't enough because it got watered down by Democrats like Joe Manchin, like Kirsten Sinema. It was a bipartisan effort, and I want to thank the members of both parties who worked to make it happen. We're done talking about He has to say it's a bipartisan effort right now because there's a bunch of cameras on him, but it wasn't. It was a bunch of Democrats who wanted to get it done, five or six Republicans who wanted to appear moderate, and two Democrats who weakened the bill substantially. But Joe won't mention that because, you know, politics is annoying. I told Xi Jinping, it's never been a good bet to bet against the American people. 
We'll create good jobs for millions of Americans, modernizing roads, airports, ports, waterways, all across America. Every single time we'll do it, they zoom in to a to Republican like this. the devastating effects of climate change and promote environmental They're just justice. trying so hard, like... We'll build a national man. network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations. Begin to replace man. the poisonous lead pipes so every child, every American has clean water to drink at home and, like, and listen, at school. Listen, these speeches are pretty dry and dull and boring. It's like, yes. Policy ideas and proposals that Joe Biden actually won't fight for when it comes down to it. Sure, but speed internet for every American, rural, suburban, urban, and tribal communities. When you get down to it, there isn't really a reason that Republicans should be against these things. But Democrats don't do a good job of messaging that Republicans are dumb to be against these things. We will start fixing over sixty-five thousand miles of highway and one. Joe Biden has a really good opportunity here to challenge Republicans to do things and then hold them accountable to that and then run on that but democrats try every single year at state of the unions and they fail so i'm not feeling a lot of hope for that honestly taxpayers dollars to rebuild america we're going to do it by buying america buy american products Support okay american cool jobs. that's a lot of the federal government yeah, Handsome Head Injury writes in on YouTube. Why is he bragging about this? These are things that infrastructure improvements will be nice, but they won't be like, okay, what does my check look like every single day? How much does food cost? What programs are there out for me to make sure that like, me and my family can survive and get better? But no, Buy American, that's going to help. You know, I, I don't know. People have been saying Buy American forever, and I don't know if it helps that much. Um, <laughs> Sam, I, I, I guess you were calling Mitch McConnell a sad gecko. I could call Ted Cruz that also, honestly. And then, to compete for the jobs of the future, yeah, Taylor, you got a lot of points. Like, how many jobs are being created after how many people died of COVID? Like, it's weird to flex about job creation when the economy is this bad. Then again, Trump wouldn't have done any better. We used to invest almost 2% of our GDP in research and development. We don't now. Can't. China is. Let me give you one example why it's so important to pass. If you travel 20 miles east of Columbus, Ohio, you'll find... Oh, God damn it. Joe Biden's giving us math. It won't look if like... The train leaves the station in Columbus, Ohio look in 45 closely, minutes. You'll see a field of dreams. The ground what? in which America's future will be built. That's where Intel, the American company that helped build Silicon Valley, is going to build a $20 billion semiconductor megasite, up to eight state-of-the-art factories in one place, 10,000 new jobs. And in those factories, the average job about $135, $135,000 a year. They never know when they're on camera Some because each network can take whatever camera the they want to, but to make com computer chips that's why they all have to hold their face. The power of the world in everyday lives, from smartphones, technology, the internet, technology is yet to be invented. But that's just the beginning. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger, who was here tonight, I don't know where Pat is. Pat, there you go. Pat, stand up.
Pat came to see me and he told me they're ready to increase. Their I was really hoping it wasn't that time where Joe Biden asks someone to stand up and they um, were paralyzed from the legs down, essentially. And so they couldn't actually stand up. But Joe Biden kept asking them to stand up during a speech. I was like, oh, God, please not another one of those. And will really take off in a big way. Also, I remember when Fox was talking about Obama's tan suit way back in 2010, and I wonder if they'll say anything about Kamala Harris's brown suit, because, you know. Just look around and you'll see an amazing story. The rebirth of pride. I think Kamala could have so much more drip if she tried. Like, there's no reason that, like, the first black vice president has to look like all the stuffy white (laughs) vice presidents and, like, white people up there like there's definitely some styling from like essence or something we can get Kamala but no assimilating is what she does oh hey Jennifer Granholm we used to kind of co-work together at current TV like 10 years ago Jesus Christ what a time Taylor Alexis in chat like Ted wondering how warm it is in Cancun right now like seriously Ted's like, why did I even have to come out here? This is COVID. Can I just work from home? Ted Cruz trying to work from the beach. Sam Nancy doesn't drip harder necessarily. She's just always working the pearls, which I'm not a fan of the pearls personally. There's too much uh, connotations you could put there. Clutching her pearls. Pearl necklace, not going to go there. It's time to see the, the, what used to be called the Rust Belt become the, 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 the home of a significant resurgence of manufacturing. Oh, there's going to be a And with all the bright spots <laughs> in our economy, like, it's not the Rust Belt, it's going to be the, higher wages, too many families the, the home to keep up for jobs. <laughs> Inflation. God damn it, brother. We tried. We tried. Good job. They thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. So you didn't have people. And while you're at it, confirm my nominees for the Federal Reserve, which plays a critical role in fighting inflation. My plan will not only lower costs Fed and give families a fair shot, even for me, and I it will in lower econ. the deficit. The previous administration not only ballooned the deficit with those tax cuts for the very wealthy and corporations, it undermined the watchdogs, the job of those to keep pandemic relief funds being wasted. Remember we had those debates about whether or not those watchdogs should be able to see every day how much money was being spent, where was it going to the right place? But in my administration, the watchdogs are back. And we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions of relief money meant for small business and millions of Americans. Tonight I'm announcing that the Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Well, that's good, because there's a bunch of scamming going on during all facets of the Trump administration, but definitely during the um, 
first initial stimulus that you got in March and April, that emergency stimulus in 2020. Less than half of what it was before I took office. The only president ever to cut the deficit by more than $1 trillion in a single year. Lowering your cost also meant demanding more competition. I'm a capitalist, but capitalism without competition is not capitalism. Capitalism without competition is exploitation. It drives up profits. Rico said, does Kamala hit the general have to She's looking swole. Their I'm profits saying, go like, up and your prices go up and they don't have to compete. Where the hell is Michelle Obama's stylist? Small businesses and family oh, dude, farmers and ranchers. I love it. I need not tell some of my Republican friends from those states. Guess what? You got four basic meatpacking facilities. That's it. You play with them or you don't get to play I at all. I love making Mitch faces so much. And you so pay much. a hell of a lot more. A hell of a lot more. People making those beams that went into buildings. There are also terrible working conditions during the closed. pandemic and people being underpaid for ridiculous work. And so people left Factories and you still have that problem now. When that happens, it takes longer to make goods and get them to the warehouses, to the stores and go prices go up. Look at cars last year. One third of all the inflation was because of automobile sales. There weren't enough semiconductors to make all the cars that people wanted to buy. And guess what? Prices of automobiles went way up especially used vehicles as well. And so we have a choice. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Well, companies lower costs by lowering wages. Wages are the largest cost a company has. So that's the first thing they cut. Company after company after company is cutting jobs and cutting workers and then posting record profits and then raising their prices. More goods moving faster and cheaper in America. More jobs where you can earn a good living in America. Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America. Once again, Joe Brandon isn't focusing on like the larger issues of the American economy here, which is you have really wealthy companies who can, yeah, keep their costs down, but they're having no problem making money. They're just getting greedy. Economists Republicans are going to take back the house the capacity of our economy, of at this our rate. I call it building a better America. <laughs> My plan... That was literally like the best line. It's so boring. It sucks, man. <laughs> 17 Nobel laureates in economics said my plan will ease long-term inflationary pressures. Top business leaders, and I believe most Americans support the plan. And here's the plan. There's only four. Um, See what's happening with ocean carriers and moving goods in and out of America. No, but uh, where's During Michelle pandemic, Obama's stylist? Where's Pete Buttigieg's stylist? I, listen, my man's been looking beat. I know he's, you know, has a government job profits. and is Tonight, taking care of his I'm not um, seeing a crackdown on those companies overcharging American businesses and consumers. <laughs> folks, a crackdown on companies price gouging? Okay, now we're talking. Let's see about this. Let's hear more about this. Enough blazer talk. Let's get to and the goods. Wall Street firms take over more nursing homes. Quality in those homes has gone down, and costs have gone up. That ends on my watch. Medicare is going to set higher standards for nursing homes, 
and make sure your loved ones get the care I just want to shout out that I love it on the Twitch chat and both uh, on the YouTube chat. To keep the uh, Sam the Twitch chat and then Handsome Head Injury in the YouTube chat. Shot. Basically both of the same Provide thing. More that Mitch looked like he ate a box of, a box of Sour Patch Kids. Not just their degrees. <laughs> Absolutely true. Let's pass the Paycheck Fairness Act and pay me. Raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour and extend the child tax credit so no one has to raise the family in poverty. Yo, did y'all see Target's going to raise their starting wage to $24 an hour? And invest in what Jill, and 15 is looking pretty deep right now. calls America's best kept secret community colleges. Look, let's pass the PRO Act. When a majority of workers want to form a union, they shouldn't be able to be stopped. When we invest in our workers and we build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out together, we can do something we haven't done in a long time. I get really time. bored about Joe Biden build getting applause America. lines for things he's not going to fight for. For more than for. two years, COVID has impacted every decision in our lives and the life of this nation. And I know you're tired, frustrated, and exhausted. That doesn't even count close to a million people who sit at a dining room table or a kitchen table and look at an empty first cut the cost of prescription drugs we pay more for the same drug produced by the same company in America I love Jordan Ryan's comment one time my city had a business proving America is exceptional and via transitive property so am I vote Joe Biden <laughs> Yep, kid anecdote. Let's see what this is about. He and his dad both have type 1 diabetes, which means they need insulin every single day. It means they need Medicare for all. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the, the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. And that's why Joe Biden supports I spoke Medicare with for all. Mom. Imagine what it's like to look right? at your child who needs insulin huh? to stay healthy. Oh, that's not it? I have no idea how in God's name you're going oh, to wow. be able to pay for it. What it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to look your child in the eye, to be the parent you expect yourself to be. I really mean to think about that. That's what I think about. You know, yesterday, Joshua's here tonight, but yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, buddy, by the way. Wow, I guess I got a birthday shout out from Brandon. For Joshua. I, I should stop. This is, this is a kid suffering from cancer. 200,000 other young people I mean with a type 1 problem. diabetes. I mean a kid suffering from cancer. Let's cap the cost of insulin at $35 a month. So everyone can sorry. afford it. And drug companies will do very, very well. Their profit margin. While we're at it, I know we have great disagreements on this floor with this. Let's let Medicare negotiate the price of prescription drugs. Yeah, that kid's going to have to go to uh, Toronto for his medicine for the rest of his life because Joe Biden's not going to do anything for that kid or his family. And that's the truth. The Democratic Party's not going to help. Millions of families with Affordable Care Act Vancouver might. $2,400 a year on their health premiums. Let's close the coverage gap and make these savings permanent. And second, how is he going to do that? Let's cut energy costs for families. 
an average of $500 a year by combating climate change. Let's provide an investment tax credit to weatherize your home and your business, to be energy efficient and get a tax credit for it. Double America's clean energy production in solar, wind, and so much more. Lower the price of electric vehicles, saving another $80 a month that you're not going to have to pay at the pump. <laughs> Folks. Third. This is cheering for those climate things. The third thing we can do to change like a, the standard of living for hardworking folks is cut the cost of child care. <laughs> cut the cost of child care. Folks, if you live in a major city in America, you pay up to $14,000 a year for child care per child. I was a single dad for five years, raising two kids. I had a lot of help, though. I had a mom, a dad, a brother, and a sister that really helped. But middle class and working folks shouldn't have to pay more than 7% of their income to care for the young children. My plan. My plan would cut the cost of child care in half for most I mean, families. I know 10% of your income for child care expenses still sounds like a lot. parents, including millions of women who left the workforce during the pandemic because they couldn't afford child care to be able to get back to work, generating economic growth. But my plan doesn't stop there. It also includes home and long-term care, more affordable housing, pre-K for three- and four-year-olds. <clears throat> All these will lower costs to families. Democrats have been talking about affordable housing projects uh, for my entire lifetime. And uh, because they lost somebody. But I also know this. Because of the progress we've made, because of your resilience and the tools that we have been provided by this Congress, tonight I can say we're moving forward safely back to a no, norm, more normal routines. We've reached yeah, I definitely want to go back and see what against that, like, price gouging thing. I think it was more severe cases are down a level sector, not seen since July of last year. I have Just notes a few about days how ago, a lot the Center of for Disease Control Joe and Prevention economic new mask guidelines. wishes don't have a lot Under of teeth. New guidelines, most Americans, but more on that later. And most of the country can now go mask free. And based on projections, <laughs> and based on projections. More of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. And thanks to the progress we've made in the past year, COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. Whatever. I know some are talking about living with COVID-19. But tonight, I say that we never will just accept living with COVID-19. We'll continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. And because this virus mutates and spreads, we have to stay on guard. And here are four common sense steps as we move forward safely. Who that guy is, just know I don't trust his face. Stay protected with vaccines and treatments. We know how incredibly effective vaccines are. If you're vaccinated and boosted, you have the highest degree of protection. We'll never give up on vaccinating more Americans. Now, I know parents with kids under five are eager to see their vaccines authorized for their children. Scientists are working hard to get that done. We'll be ready with plenty of vaccines if and when they do. We're all ready. We, we are also ready with antiviral treatments. If you get COVID-19, the Pfizer pill reduces your chances of ending up in the hospital by 90%. I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world has. Pfizer is working overtime to get us a million pills this month 
and more than double that next month. And now we're launching the Test to Treat initiative. So people can get tested at a pharmacy, and if they prove positive, receive the antiviral pills on the spot at no cost. Well, I think that's good. Larger issue is that the Republican Party is against vaccines, and the rest of the world doesn't have access to vaccines. So America can do all these initiatives, but they won't be as effective as America opening up vaccine patents and vaccine access across the world so COVID truly stops spreading. Because here you're just going to be convincing a bunch of anti-vaxxers who's like, oh no, the government's giving me the 5G pill. Can't take that. I'm announcing you can order another... So I don't know if all these efforts are going to work. Go to covidtest.gov starting next week and you can get more tests. Second, we must prepare for new variants. Over the past, we've gotten much better at detecting new variants. If necessary, we'll be able to develop new vaccines within 100 days instead of maybe months or years. And if Congress presides the funds we need, we'll have new stockpiles of tests, masks, pills ready if needed. I can't promise a new variant won't come, but I can, I can promise you we'll do everything within our power to be ready if it does. Third. <clears throat> We can end the shutdown of schools and businesses. We have the tools we need. It's time for America to get back to work and fill our great downtowns again with people. People working from home can feel safe and begin to return to their offices. Also, yeah, we're doing that here in the federal government. Generally, the vast majority of federal workers will once again work in person. Our schools are open. Let's keep it that way. It's themed. Our kids need to be in school. Democrats will do blue accents in their clothing the republicans will do red they did these things where it used to be oh republicans sat on one side of the room democrats sat on the other and then during the obama administration there were some efforts at bipartisanship so everyone had like homelessness has only gotten worse we'll pay an additional penny in new taxes not a single penny <clears throat> i think that was like the middle class won't pay more than a single penny in taxes i may be wrong but my guess is if we took a secret ballot in this floor that we'd all agree that the present tax system ain't fair we have to fix it i'm not looking to punish anybody but let's make corporations and wealthy americans start paying their fair share look last year elizabeth warren laser eyes last year and like chris coons and tom carper and my distinguished congresswoman, we come from the land of corporate America. There are more corporations incorporated in America than every other state in America combined. And I still won 36 years in a row. The point is- Because he's credit card Joe. should pay just a fair share. Last year, 55 of the Fortune 500 Joe Biden's not challenging them. He's, he's their buddies. Who, why is he saying, and oh, and they still voted for me. That's, still, that's, 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 that's not a flex. Now look, it's not fair. That's why I proposed the 15% minimum tax rate for corporations. We've got... And that's why... In the G7 and other meetings overseas, we're able to put some together like, how dare it be 15 percent? That's too high. 130 countries agree on a global minimum tax rate. So companies can't get out of paying their taxes at home by shipping jobs and factories overseas. 
It'll raise billions oh, really? of dollars. Rico says they didn't even show AOC at all in the White House stream. That's why I proposed the very wealthy who don't pay, who pay a lower tax rate than a teacher and a firefighter. Everyone else on Twitch so loves AOC. Plan, of course you do. You got that in We'll go more detail later. I'm going to grow. We will grow the economy. Lower the cost of families. So what are we waiting for? Let's get this done. We all know we've got to make changes. <laughs> Folks. And while you're at it, confirm my nominees for the Federal Reserve, which plays a critical role in fighting inflation. My plan will not only lower costs and give families a fair shot, even for me, and I it will lower the deficit. The previous administration not only ballooned the deficit with those tax cuts for the very wealthy and corporations, it undermined the watchdogs, the job of those to keep pandemic relief funds being wasted. Remember we had those debates about whether or not those watchdogs should be able to see every day how much money was being spent, where was it going to the right place? But in my administration, the watchdogs are back. And we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions of relief money meant for small business and millions of Americans. And tonight I'm announcing that the Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Well, that's good, because there's a bunch of scamming going on during all facets of the Trump administration, but definitely during the um, first initial stimulus that you got in March and April, that emergency year, stimulus in 2020. Down to less than half of what it was before I took office. The only president ever to cut the deficit by more than $1 trillion in a single year. Lowering your cost also meant demanding more competition. I'm a capitalist. But capitalism without competition is not capitalism. Capitalism without competition is exploitation. It drives up profits. Rico said, "Is Kamala hit the gym or what?" She's looking swole. Their I'm profits saying, go like, up and your prices go up, and they don't have to compete. Where the hell is Michelle Obama's stylist? Small businesses and family oh, dude, farmers and ranchers. I love it. I need not tell some of my Republican friends from those states. Guess what? You got four basic meatpacking facilities. That's it. You play with them, but you don't get to play I at all. I love making Mitch faces so much. And you so pay much. a hell of a lot more. A hell of a lot more. A buddy. And it was Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. And, you know, that worked well for bipartisanship, of course. Things are so much better 10 years after they uh, instituted the buddy system. And stay in the classroom um, and move forward safely. And yeah, I'm also concerned that people are still dying from COVID every single day. There's effects of long COVID that will probably get like one or two points in this speech. But I'm going to soon send a request to Congress. The vast majority of Americans have used these tools and may want again. We may need them again. So I expect Congress, and I hope you'll pass that quickly. Fourth, we'll continue vaccinating the world. We've sent 475 million vaccine doses to 112 countries, more than any nation on earth. We won't stop. Only after a bunch of pressure and 465 million. You can't million build a wall high enough to keep out. Is not a, enough. A, a, a vaccine. The vaccine can stop. We can and are able to produce a lot more. These diseases. And can work with other countries to do so. And you know, that will help so make sure COVID that COVID doesn't spread. Time with one another. And variants, new all, variants don't emerge. Out of this pandemic. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID 
as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are, fellow Americans. Look. I don't know. I honestly don't know how most politicians sit through these, especially the more radical ones, knowing that presidents are just blowing a bunch of hot smoke up people's asses and have no intentions of actually acting on anything they're actually doing. Long time and coming, but we can change how to move forward on COVID-19 and other. God damn, I need a beer. I think I I'm going to cheat and escape and get another beer. I will be right back. Wilbur Mora and his partner, Officer Jason Rivera. There's only four. Um, See what's happening with ocean carriers and moving goods in and out of America. No, but uh, where's During Michelle pandemic, Obama's stylist? About half where's a dozen Pete Buttigieg's stylist? Foreign-owned I, companies raised listen, my man's been looking beat. I know he's, you know, has a government job profits. and is Tonight, taking care of his I'm not seeing um, a crackdown on those companies overcharging American businesses and consumers. Folks, a crackdown on companies price gouging. Okay, now we're talking. Let's see about this. Let's hear more about this. Enough blazer talk. Let's get to and the goods. Wall Street firms take over more nursing homes. Quality in those homes has gone down, and costs have gone up. That ends on my watch. Medicare is going to set higher standards for nursing homes. And make sure your loved ones get the care I just want to shout out that I love it on the Twitch chat and both uh, on the YouTube chat. To keep the uh, Sam the Twitch chat and then Handsome Head Injury in the YouTube chat. Shot. Basically both of the same Provide thing. More that Mitch looked like he ate a box of, a box of Sour Patch Kids. Skills, not just their degrees. <laughs> Absolutely true. Let's pass true. the Paycheck Fairness Act. I just told you. Raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. And extend the child tax credit. So no one has to raise the family in poverty. Yo, did y'all see Target's going to raise their starting wage to $24 an hour? And invest in what Jill, and 15's looking pretty deep right now. full-time calls America's best-kept secret, community colleges. Look, let's pass the PRO Act. When a majority of workers want to form a union, they shouldn't be able to be stopped. When we invest in our workers and we build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out together, we can do something we haven't done in a long time. I get really time. bored about Joe Biden build getting applause America. lines for things he's not going to fight for. For more than two years, COVID has impacted every decision in our lives and the life of this nation. And I know you're tired, frustrated, and exhausted. That doesn't even count the close to a million people who sit at a dining room table or a kitchen table and look at an empty chair because they lost somebody. But I also know this, because of the progress we've made, because of your resilience and the tools that we have been provided by this Congress, tonight I can say we're moving forward safely back to a no, norm, more normal routines. We've reached yeah, a new moment in the fight against COVID-19. Where severe cases are down to a level sector, not seen since July of last year. I have Just notes a few days about how ago, a lot the Center for Disease Control and Prevention Economic new mask wishes don't have a lot of teeth new guidelines, to most Americans but more on that later. and most of the country can now go mask-free. And based on projections, and based on projections, more of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. 
And thanks to the progress we've made in the past year, COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. Whatever. I know some are talking about living with COVID-19. But tonight, I say that we never will just accept living with COVID-19. We'll continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. And because this virus mutates and spreads, we have to stay on guard. And here are four common sense steps as we move forward safely. Who that guy is, this night on first place. Stay protected with vaccines and treatments. We know how incredibly effective vaccines are. If you're Dire vaccinated Republican, and boosted, uh, Taylor, Taylor, you have the right. highest degree of protection. And we'll never give up on vaccinating more Americans. Now, I know parents with kids under five are eager to see their vaccines authorized for their children. Scientists are working hard to get that done. We'll be ready with plenty of vaccines if and when they do. We're all ready. We, we are also ready with antiviral treatments. If you get COVID-19, the Pfizer pill reduces your chances of ending up in the hospital by 90 percent. I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world has. Pfizer is working overtime to get us a million pills this month and more than double that next month. And now we're launching the Test to Treat initiative. So people can get tested at a pharmacy, and if they prove positive, receive the antiviral pills on the spot at no cost. Well, I think that's good. Larger issue is that the Republican Party is against vaccines and the rest of the world doesn't have access to vaccines. So America can do all these initiatives, but they won't be as effective as America opening up vaccine patents and vaccine access across the world so COVID truly stops spreading. Because here you're just going to be convincing a bunch of anti-vaxxers who's like, oh no, the government's giving me the 5G pill. Can't take that. I'm announcing you can order another... So I don't know if all these efforts are going to work. Go to covidtest.gov starting next week and you can get more tests. Second, we must prepare for new variants. Over the past, we've gotten much better at detecting new variants. If necessary, we'll be able to develop new vaccines within 100 days instead of maybe months or years. And if Congress presides the funds we need, we'll have new stockpiles of tests, masks, pills ready if needed. I can't promise a new variant won't come, but I can, I can promise you we'll do everything within our power to be ready if it does. Third. <clears throat> We can end the shutdown of schools and businesses. We have the tools we need. It's time for America to get back to work and fill our great downtowns again with people. People working from home can feel safe and begin to return to their offices. Also, yeah, we're doing mm, that doing here in the federal here. government. Generally, the vast majority <laughs> of federal guy, workers I, I love these will once again work in person. Generally, our schools are open. <clears throat> Let's keep it that way. It's themed. Our kids uh, need the to be in Democrats school. Democrats will do blue accents in their clothing the republicans will do red they did these things where it used to be oh republicans sat on one side of the room democrats sat on the other and then during the obama administration there were some efforts at bipartisanship so everyone had like they're responding to a 9-11 call when a man shot and killed them with a stolen gun officer moore was 27 years old officer Rivera was 22 years old both dominican americans who grew up in the same streets that they later chose to parole to uh, patrol as police officers. I spoke with their families, and I told them they were forever in debt for their sacrifices, and will carry on their mission to restore the trust and safety of every community deserves.
Like some of you that have been around for a while, I've worked with you on these issues for a long time. I know what works. Investigating crime prevention and community policing, cops who walk the beat, who know the neighborhood, and who can restore trust and safety. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department has required body cameras, banned choke calls, and restricted no-knock warrants for its officers. That's why the American Rescue Plan that you all provided $350 billion that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. <clears throat> Proven strategies like proven strategies like community violence interruption, trusted messengers breaking the cycle of violence and trauma, and giving young people some hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them with resources and training. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. I asked Democrats and Republicans alike to pass. Like a buddy, and it was Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. And you know, that worked well for bipartisanship, of course. Things are so much better 10 years after they uh, instituted the buddy system. And stay in the classroom move forward safely. We and yeah, I'm also concerned that people are still dying from COVID every single day. There's effects of long COVID that will probably get like one or two points in this speech. But I'm going to soon send a request to Congress. The vast majority of Americans have used these tools and may want again. We may need them again. So I expect Congress, and I hope you'll pass that quickly. Fourth, we'll continue vaccinating the world. We've sent 475 million vaccine doses to 112 countries, more than any nation on earth. We won't stop. Only after a bunch of pressure and 465 million. You can't million build a wall high enough to keep out. Is not a, enough. A, a, a vaccine. The vaccine can stop. We can and are able to produce a lot more. These and can work with other countries to do so. And you know, that will help so make sure COVID that COVID doesn't spread. Time with one another. And variants, new all, variants don't emerge out of this pandemic. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are, fellow Americans. Look. Next thing you I'll say I'm here I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know how most politicians sit through these, especially the more radical ones, knowing that presidents are just blowing a bunch of hot smoke up people's asses and have no intentions of actually acting on anything they're actually doing. Long time and coming, but we can change how to move forward on COVID-19 and other. Oh, damn, I need a beer. Face together. I think I'm going to cheat and escape and get another beer. I will be right back. Wilbur Mora and his partner, Officer Jason Rivera. They were responding to a 9-11 call when a man shot and killed them with a stolen gun. 
Officer Moore was 27 years old. Officer Rivera was 22 years old. Both Dominican-Americans who grew up in the same streets that they later chose to parole to uh, patrol as police officers. I spoke with their families, and I told them that we are forever in debt for their sacrifices and will carry on their mission to restore the trust and safety of every community deserves. Like some of you that have been around for a while, I've worked with you on these issues for a long time. I know what works. Investigating crime prevention and community policing, cops who walk the beat, who know the neighborhood, and who can restore trust and safety. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department has required body cameras, banned choke calls, and restricted no-knox warrants for its officers. That's why the American Rescue Plan that you all provided $350 billion that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. <clears throat> proven strategies like Proven strategies like community violence interruption, trusted messengers breaking the cycle of violence and trauma, and giving young people some hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them with resources and training resources and training they need to protect our communities. I ask Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. And we'll do everything in my power to crack down on gun trafficking, of ghost guns that you can buy online, assemble at home, no serial numbers, can't be traced. I ask Congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence. Pass universal background checks. Why should anyone on the terrorist list be able to purchase a weapon? Why? Why? And folks, ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines hold up to 100 rounds. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Look, repeal the liability shield. It makes guns. gun That's manufacturers funny. the only industry in America that can't be sued. The only one. Imagine had we done that with the tobacco manufacturers. These laws don't infringe on the Second Amendment. They save lives. The most fundamental right in America is the right to vote and have it counted. Yeah, some of these lot of heads to Twitter look, immediately. It's under assault. In state after state, new laws have been passed. Not only to suppress the vote, we've been there before, but to subvert the entire election. We can't let this happen. Tonight, I call on the Senate to pass, pass the Freedom to Vote Act, pass the John Lewis Act, Voting Rights Act. And while you're at it, pass the Disclose Act so Americans know who's funding our election. Look, tonight, I'd, I'd like to honor someone who dedicated his life to serve this country, Justice Breyer, an Army veteran, constitutional scholar, retiring justice of the United States Supreme Court. Justice Breyer, 
Thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We mean it. Get up. Stand up and see you. Thank you. I'm going to withhold all of my inappropriate comments. And we all know. I know he's just so no happy to be No matter what your there. ideology, we all know one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has is nominating someone to serve on the United States Supreme Court. Oh. As I did four days Thanks ago. Thanks for the catch. Um, I've nominated the Circuit Court of Appeals, Katanji Brown Jackson. One of our nation's Of course he said he wouldn't defund the police. That's... Who continue in just Bri- Justice Breyer's... That's an amazing thing. Thank you for making sure I didn't miss that. I'm going to mention that later in my like post thing. Litigator in private practice, a former federal public defender from a family of public school educators and police officers. She's a consensus builder. Since she's been nominated, she's received a broad range of support, including the Fraternal Order of Police and former judges supported by Democrats and Republicans. Folks, she has the support of the same organization that people were protesting out in the streets two years ago. Secure our border and fix the immigration system. I don't know if Democrats hear themselves talk when they do this. Yay! He got it. Joe Biden got an applause line from Ted Cruz. That rocks. Now we know he's doing something right. Ted Cruz and Joe Biden are agreeing. We're great. At our border, we've installed new technology like cutting-edge scanners to better detect drug smuggling. We've set up joint patrols in Mexico and Guatemala to catch more human traffickers. We're putting in place dedicated immigration judges in a significant larger number so families fleeing persecution and violence can have their cases heard faster and those who don't legitimately hear can be sent back. We're screening. We're securing Jordan Ryan in chat saying... Cops need more money the same way I, a minority, need a cop standing behind me. So what, I guess, while I was rebearing, he talked about refunding the police instead of defunding the police? That's my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. And we'll do everything in my power to crack down on gun trafficking, of ghost guns, that you can buy online, assemble at home, no serial numbers can't be traced. I asked Congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence, pass universal background checks. Why should anyone on the terrorist list be able to purchase a weapon? Why? Why? And folks, ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines hold up 100 rounds. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Look, repeal the liability shield. Ooh, got the it makes guns. gun That's manufacturers funny. the only industry in America that can't be sued. The only one. Imagine had we done that with the tobacco manufacturers. These laws don't infringe on the Second Amendment. They save lives. The most fundamental right in America is the right to vote and have it counted. Yeah, some of these laws are headed to Twitter look, immediately. It's under assault. In state after state, new laws have been passed. Not only suppress the vote, we've been there before, but to subvert the entire election. We can't let this happen. Tonight, I call on the Senate to pass, pass the Freedom to Vote Act, pass the John Lewis Act, Voting Rights Act. 
And while you're at it, pass the Disclose Act so Americans know who's funding our election. Look, tonight, I'd, I'd like to honor someone who dedicated his life to serve this country, Justice Breyer, an Army veteran, constitutional scholar, retiring justice of the United States Supreme Court. Justice Breyer, thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We mean it. Get up, stand up and see you. Thank you. I'm going to withhold all of my inappropriate comments. And we all know farm workers, essential workers, revise our laws. I do love that Biden said, protect our borders, and the Republicans stand up. And then Biden said, give dreamers citizenship, and then they all, like, stand down. Because, you know, that's the issue. America has too many citizens. Let's get it done once and for all. Folks. Advancing liberty and justice also requires protecting the rights of women. The constitutional right affirmed by Roe v. Wade, standing precedent for half a century, is under attack as never before. If you want to go forward, not backwards, we must protect access to health care, preserve a woman's right to choose, and continue to advance maternal health care for all Americans. I totally didn't almost go beyond the few days ago. And folks, for our LGBTQ plus Americans, let's finally get the Bipartisan Equality Act to my desk. The onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families. It's simply wrong. And I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Folks. As I've just demonstrated, while it often appears we do not agree, <laughs> and that we, we do agree on a lot more things than we acknowledge, I signed 80 bipartisan bills in the law last year, from preventing government shutdowns, to protecting Asian Americans from still too common hate crimes, to reforming military justice, and will soon be strengthening the Violence Against Women Act that I first wrote three decades ago. It's important. Bare minimum. Important. It's important for us to show. Protecting women, protecting Asian Americans, keeping the government running. This is bare minimum. These are not big things. Offering a unity agenda for the nation. Four big things we can do together, in my view. First, beat the opioid epidemic. There's so much we can do. Increase funding for prevention, treatment, harm reduction and recovery. Get rid of outdated rules and stop doctors and, and the, that stop doctors from prescribing treatments. Stop the flow of illicit drugs by working with state and local law enforcement to go after the traffickers. I say. And if you're suffering from addiction, you know you should know you're not alone. Bex is terrible. Recovery, and I celebrate the <laughs> it's so 23 hard to drink. Million, 23 million Americans in recovery. Second, let's take on mental health, especially among our children whose lives and education have been turned upside down. 
American Rescue Plan gave schools money to hire teachers and help students. Joe Brandon's been watching Euphoria, I see. I urge every parent to make sure your school, your school does just that. They have the money. We can all play a part. Sign up to be a tutor or a mentor. Children are also struggling. Fellas, I was watching Euphoria. Zendaya shouldn't have to go through any of that. As Francis Haugen, who is here tonight with us, has shown, we must hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for profit. Folks, thank you. Politicians are anti-big tech when it's convenient for them. It's time to strengthen privacy protections, ban targeted advertising to children, demand tech companies stop collecting personal data on our children, and let's get all Americans the mental health services they need. More people can turn for help and full parity between physical and mental health care if we treat it that way in our insurance. Look. The third piece of that agenda is support our veterans. Veterans are the backbone and the spine of this country. They're the best of us. I've always believed that we have a sacred obligation to equip those we send to war and care for those and their family when they come home. My administration is providing assistance in job training, housing, and now helping lower-income veterans get VA care debt-free. And our troops in Iraq have faced, in Afghanistan, have faced many dangers, one being stationed at bases breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Many of you have been there. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical, and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained it's warriors in the world. It's very hard to tweet and stream at the same time, I'm sorry. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. A cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. What's one of those, on? One of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. I don't know for sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that his hooch was near in Iraq and earlier than that in Kosovo, is the cause of his brain cancer and the disease of so many other troops. But I am committed to find out everything we can, committed to military families like Danielle Robinson from Ohio, the widow of Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson. He was born a soldier. I know he's just so no happy to be No matter what your ideology, we all know one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has is nominating someone to serve on the United States Supreme Court. Oh. As I did four days Thanks ago. Thanks for the catch. Um, I've nominated the Circuit Court of Appeals, Katanji Brown Jackson. One of our nation's Of course he said he wouldn't defund the police. Let's... Who continue in just bri Justice Breyer's... That's an amazing thing. Thank you for making sure I didn't miss that. I'm going to mention that later in my like post thing. A former thing. litigator in private practice, a former federal public defender, 
from a family of public school educators and police officers. She's a consensus builder. Since she's been nominated, she's received a broad range of support, including the Fraternal Order of Police and former judges supported by Democrats and Republicans. Folks, she has the support of the same organization that people were protesting out in the streets two years ago. Secure our border and fix the immigration system. I don't know if Democrats hear themselves talk when they do this. Yay! He got an Joe Biden got an applause line from Ted Cruz. That rocks. Now we know he's doing something right. Ted Cruz and Joe Biden are agreeing. We're great. At our border, we've installed new technology like cutting-edge scanners to better detect drug smuggling. We've set up joint patrols in Mexico and Guatemala to catch more human traffickers. We're putting in place dedicated immigration judges in a significant larger number so families fleeing persecution and violence can have their cases heard faster and those who don't legitimately hear can be sent back. We're screening, we're securing Jordan Ryan in chat saying partners in South cops Central need more America. money the Hope same way I, a minority, need a cop standing behind me. We can do all this so what, I guess the torch of liberty. while I was rebearing, he talked about refunding the police instead of defunding the police. Provide a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, those with temporary status. National Guard, combat medic. And in other news, because this is starting to bore me. I mean, like usually around the first hour of the State of the Union, I am starting to get bored as hell. And I'm amazed that other people aren't bored as hell too. So I'm going to sit and chat. But uh, there's a major race um, in Texas 28th Congressional District. Like they could be getting their own AOC in Texas. And with 50% of the votes reporting, it's looking that Jessica Cisneros has a five-point advantage against Henry Cuellar, who's been like the corporate Democrat who's been there for years now. And so hopefully that 53% reporting, so hopefully that result continues to hold and Jessica Cisneros wins that primary. Because that'd be huge uh, for the Democratic Party, especially in Texas, because they are going through a lot right now. Pretty sure the State of the Union will generate at least a three light rating, if that. Also, Jordan, I love what you caught earlier. Veterans are the backbone and the spine of America. <laughs> and the vertebrae. I'm also calling on Congress to pass a law to make sure veterans devastated by toxic exposure in Iraq and Afghanistan finally get the benefits of the comprehensive health care <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I'm drinking the beer, so I guess they're, like, fine. But it's just... It's like... First of all, I guess it's a German beer, but it's brewed in St. Louis, so it's not. And apparently there's the purity law of Germany, but it, it doesn't necessarily taste like... It's It's more hoppier of a beer than I want it to be, personally. But um, I will still drink it, because it's free in here, and I appreciate you. Cancer is the number two cause of death in America, second only to heart disease. Last month, I announced the plan to supercharge the cancer moonshot that President Obama asked me to lead six years ago. Our goal is to cut cancer death rates 
Yeah, there are some Polunners left. Um, a few. There's definitely more Becks left. I'm just going to work my way through these or have the roommates shrink them. Um, and yeah, Sam, uh, Jessica Cisneros was endorsed by AOC and a lot of the other Justice Democrats people, so that is definitely true. Um, Taylor, I did not know you live in a Texas. I'm so sorry, especially with the... Um, bullcrab anti-trans laws that just passed out there um and i hope that um elected officials like jessica cisneros can bring attention to things that are happening in texas like that because it's really important that we get more of a national spotlight on what's happening in texas with reproductive health issues with lgbtq issues with racial justice issues etc We've gathered in this sacred space, a citadel of democracy, in this capital. Generation after generation of Americans have debated great questions amid great strife and have done great things. We fought for freedom, expanded liberty, debated totalitarianism and terror. We built the strongest, freest, the most prosperous nation the world has ever known. Veterans are also the mighty country of the Now is the hour. Our moment of responsibility, our test of resolve and conscience of history itself. <laughs> Mitt Romney it in that last shot looking like someone told him he couldn't fire anyone. That our character this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test. Protect freedom and liberty. Expand fairness and opportunity. And we will save democracy. As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life. Because I see the future that's within our grasp. Because I know there's simply nothing like, beyond our, our capacity. We're the only nation on earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The state of the union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today. We are stronger today than we were a year ago. And we'll be stronger a year from now than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. That was a little weird. Um, the go, the get him at the end. The go get him. Because you know he was saying God bless our troops for the past like 20 years. Like you know presidents have been saying this because you know we've constantly been at war. Now we're not really at war. Hopefully we're not doing the Ukraine thing unless uh, Joe Brandon's got some secret, um, you know, thing up his sleeve some military operation to, you know, get Vladimir Putin all Osama bin Laden style, but I'm not going to blow up the spot here. But yeah, we are just ending the 
uh, Joe Brandon, 2022. Uh, I do love that Biden said, protect our borders, and the Republicans stand up. And then Biden said, give dreamers citizenship, and then they all, like, stand down. Because, you know, that's the issue. America has too many citizens. Let's get it done once and for all. Folks. Advancing liberty and justice also requires protecting the rights of women. The constitutional right affirmed by Roe v. Wade, standing precedent for half a century, is under attack as never before. If you want to go forward, not backwards, we must protect access to health care, preserve a woman's right to choose, and continue to advance maternal health care for all Americans. I totally didn't almost spill down if you voted that. And folks, for our LGBTQ plus Americans, let's finally get the Bipartisan Equality Act to my desk. The onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families. It's simply wrong. And I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Folks. As I've just demonstrated, while it often appears we do not agree, <laughs> and that we, we do agree on a lot more things than we acknowledge. I signed 80 bipartisan bills in the law last year, from preventing government shutdowns, to protecting Asian Americans from still too common hate crimes, to reforming military justice, and will soon be strengthening the Violence Against Women Act that I first wrote three decades ago. It's important. Bare minimum. Important. A State of the Union address, and there was a lot here. I'm so glad that y'all were here to help me kind of keep track of some of these things, as well as um, react, interact, do all of those things. Exactly. Handsome head injuries, like, go get who? I was exactly the same way. Who are we going to get? Apparently, Joe Biden, that earlier speech, was like, no, we're not sending any Americans to this Ukrainian conflict. Or are we, question mark? JK and less question mark. <laughs> so, yeah, we continue to wrap up this state of the union coverage here. And I want to get to a number of points. I guess where I would start to sum it up is Joe Biden did the kind of state of the union that he was elected to do. Joe Biden was elected as a contrast to Donald Trump, who would get in these highly presidential positions and sort of bastardize them and insult him and make a mockery of himself and America writ large. And you can at least look at Joe Biden and go, okay, that's a very boring president doing presidency kind of things. Um, are they the presidency kind of things that we need mostly in this moment? Is I, I would not say so because as I'll go through as briefly as I possibly can, there are so many different aspects where Joe Biden 
seems like he wants to be the president of this moment. Like he wants to have a legacy that shows that he did something to combat the polarization in this country, the brokenness of American culture, like something that's being talked about in chat right now, how America is not really united at all in any kind of way. Unfortunately, Joe Biden shows in his rhetoric and his actions that he's unwilling slash unable to mostly unwilling to change any of those strategies which makes you wonder is it really as dire as joe biden is describing it or is this just political rhetoric that he's trying to use to squeeze votes out of the democratic party's dying um voting base and not dying voting base not only because they're getting older but because you keep a voting base healthy and alive by giving those voters things to be happy about, things to go, okay, I actually am happy about the Democratic Party and what they're doing for me because I see what they are, I see what they are doing for me. I see what they're doing for me in my lives, whether it's um, the earned income tax credit that that Joe Biden and Democrats tout all the time that helped people who are raising kids who are struggling with that get a benefit for a certain period of time during COVID every single month so that they can afford to pay for you know, food for their kids or childcare for their kids. That was great. It expired super quickly because the strategy behind that, I think, was to put pressure on Republicans to reinstate that earned income tax credit. But that pressure isn't even coming because Joe Biden is writing too much on that one policy and not on other things that would help people a lot, like student debt relief would help people. Minimum wage increase would help a lot of people. A number of things he could do by executive order. I'll get to that in a moment because I think we're at the point right now where uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to be playing the game of trying to control the losses come November because the Democrats are most likely going to lose the House and Senate majorities that they've done virtually nothing with over the past two years or so now year now but it's going to be two years coming up shortly it's going to fly right past before our eyes and the democrats are going to have to answer for not only the things they haven't done but a whole bunch of nonsense talking points that republicans have thrown in their faces over the past you know coming months and they'll have to answer that as well. There'll be so many distractions that the Democrats are unable to answer to that they will be so far away from their lofty, optimistic policy agendas that you just heard here. And so I'm going to read through chat a little bit more because um, there's some really good insights and conversations happening here. Like, <laughs> I love her. Rico knows. He wanted to say, let's go, Brandon. Let's go get him. Let's get Brandon. I did love that one point Joe Biden was on a call with someone like he was talking to kids and it was like him and Jill Biden were on a video call and they were talking to families and things like that. And ultimately what you got was some parent jumping in the call at the very end and he thought it was all fun saying, oh, by the way, let's go, Brandon. And then Joe Biden responded, yeah, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) And whether he knew what it meant or he didn't, like, that's just awesome. That just disarms everything they're doing. If you, if you have Joe Biden say, let's go, Brandon, then it means nothing anymore. And I'll say this. We, we expected Joe Biden to have a lot more, you know, like, dementia-y moments. And, you know, he slips over his words. He does the whole, like, um, 
host without a teleprompter kind of thing, even though he is very much hosting with a teleprompter. But yeah, uh, gaff-prone Joe Biden is not as bad as he used to be. That is uh, for damn sure. But let me beer up, read through the Twitch convos, and then start to go through some of my thoughts. Just I was taking notes throughout the entire thing. Probably should have tweeted more for, you know, building a brand and whatnot. But I had notes. I'll go through this here. <laughs> Sam, ratio plus L plus the countries in the shitter. Um, and yeah, and T Taylor's got a good point. He does have a stutter, but he's doing great on it. I don't want to mean to like hammer on Joe Biden's, you know, his, his stutter, his ability to speech. That's kind of like not what I'm hitting on, but it is um, something I have liked noting at when he does things like, in that speech a long time ago, I'm talking 10 years ago, where he asked someone who can't actually stand up to please stand up. Um, or when he calls Barack Obama the next vice president of the United States, Barack America. Like, I used to love those kind of gaffes. Those were funny. Okay, the substance of stuff. So, of course, he started a lot with Ukraine and all of those different matters because it's very up to the forefront with a lot of people and i think he missed a lot of good opportunities there especially when he was talking about listen russia is obviously a big resource provider energy provider on the global stage uh cutting them off from the global economy during this very important time is going to be you know difficult it's going to have some implications for prices globally and especially in the united states and so one thing america will be doing is you know releasing oil reserves so that way we have more oil in the economy to work with so that should hopefully um act as somewhat of a control on prices i, I glibly mentioned uh getting rid of the gas tax temporarily which like as environmentalist i'm against overall uh incentivizing increased use of gasoline powered vehicles but and services but in this case we have so many other economic pressures and you have inflation rising it doesn't seem like biden wants to do anything on the wage side, as far as increasing minimum wages on the federal level, to give regular Americans any fighting chance against these rising prices. And so, as a result of that, you're getting this perspective of things with Joe Biden where he could have had the opportunity to say, okay, well, one way to make it so we don't have the situation where if we get into a conflict with a foreign power that has a lot of oil, which, by the way, America might be doing a lot in the future because China has a lot of oil, protecting women, protecting Asian Americans, keeping the government running. This is bare minimum. These are not big things. Four big things we can do together, in my view. First... Beat the opioid epidemic. There's so much we can do. Increase funding for prevention, treatment, harm reduction and recovery. Get rid of outdated rules and stop doctors and, and the, that stop doctors from prescribing treatments. Stop the flow of illicit drugs by working with state and local law enforcement to go after the traffickers. Yes, sir. And if you're suffering from addiction, 
You know, you should know you're not alone. Bex is terrible. And I celebrate <laughs> it's the so hard to drink. Million, 23 million Americans in recovery. Second, let's take on mental health, especially among our children whose lives and education have been turned upside down. American Rescue Plan gave schools money to hire teachers and help students. Joe Brandon's been watching Euphoria, learning. I see. I urge every parent to make sure your school, your school does just that. They have the money. We can all play a part. Sign up to be a tutor or a mentor. Children are also struggling. Fellas, I was watching Euphoria. Zendaya shouldn't have to go through any of that. As Francis Haugen, who is here tonight with us, has shown, we must hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for profit. Folks, thank you. Politicians thank are anti-big tech when it's convenient for them. It's time to strengthen privacy protections, ban targeted advertising to children, demand tech companies stop collecting personal data on our children, and let's get all Americans the mental health services they need. Saudi Arabia has a lot of oil. Uh, the Gulf Arab states have a lot of oil. Russia has a lot of oil. Joe Biden could have said this is one reason why we need to move to alternative energies, cleaner energies. Um, the movement of these cleaner energies will give people jobs, jobs for a long time because we have to build a lot of wind turbines, a lot of solar panels, a lot of these different things to transfer our energy grid over. These are jobs that will stay in people's lives. These are good paying jobs. This is part of like a Green New Deal, so to speak. And, you know, Joe Biden is the president. I shouldn't be the person here. And, you know, these political people here who pay attention to all these different things, arguably better than Joe Biden does and some of his staff does. We shouldn't be the ones who are saying, hey, Joe, here's the opportunity to stand from the top and use your power to reorient the way we're talking about these things. If we start to talk about climate change, it's in the context of war and defense, that makes all of the climate change arguments a lot more stronger. Because then now, no, it's not more. It's normal. Ah, then it's no longer about um, Fox News scapegoating. It is oh, AOC is concerned about farting cows and making sure we don't take flights anymore. Then it's a way better. Um, you know, that is something that's way smarter going. I'm noticing a bunch of other random stuff. Um, I do see uh, the happy birthday message from, I presume, Tammy. So hi and thank you. Um, <laughs> the geriatricness. I mean, I'm going to try to move on from the Joe Biden comments, but they are very funny. Um, so that's what was the missing portion of the Ukraine commentary that I think could have been improved there. But yeah, in failing to tie Joe and Joe Biden failing to tie climate and defense and a lot of these other different dynamics here joe biden showed something that i was kind of worried about last year when he was doing not quite state of the union things because you don't do a state of the union in your first year in office generally speaking but it was what i was worried about which is democrats were doing a whole lot of big talk but not a whole lot of action and you know, in one way you can weigh or sort of play that out is through all the stuff around, you know, Black Lives Matter, voting rights and 
police injustice, right? Because you had this whole thing, a push last year when the Democrats were just freshly elected saying, wow, uh, we got elected on the backs of a whole lot of black activist support, black activists who wanted other Democratic Party candidates, who wanted people who are more radical than us, but settled because they knew the alternative was worse, being Donald Trump and Republican leadership, which is all but inevitable anyways. So Joe Biden said, OK, we're listening to the activists, you know, his administration, people like Chuck Schumer, very close to him, went out in the press and said, OK, we're listening to the activists and we're going to make sure that passing the uh, John Lewis Voting Rights Act, I think that's what it was called or labeled as, would be a legislative priority and that they would do it by the summer of 2021. And the rest is history because that didn't pass. Right. Or you have. The George Floyd accountability and policing law, whatever these dumb names are. And I say they're dumb, obviously, like not George Floyd's life and John Lewis's life and their legacies aren't dumb. But the fact that their names are being used for such weak political, uh, you know, exercises that ultimately don't go anywhere, it sort of cheapens their legacy, you know, like these were people with lives and you know like their past essentially you know and their lives and their legacies mean more than empty political promises and so that upsets me personally just based on them using these people's lives for empty political promises but then it also upsets me that they're not fighting for these things they promise to fight for when it's directly connected to voter support so you're then turning around to these voters and saying um as we get more towards other things I hated about the speech, there's a lot about Joe Biden saying, look, we've done little reforms here and there on the margins, things that should have been done already, things that won't fix everything. Like, you know, there was touted that, okay, we're trying to get it some more police officers wear body cameras. And that's fine. But 10 years ago, back during Trayvon Martin, that was the idea of, okay, if the cops wear more body cameras, that'll hold them more accountable. We found out that, no, the cops holding body cameras gives us more footage of the terrible things they do. Does it actually hold them accountable? No, the footage gets used in court, and then ultimately the cops are let go or they're given minor sentences of anything. And the exception of, you know, the uh, Derek Chauvin in the George Floyd case getting some of the book thrown at him is just that. It's the exception more than the rule. And so Joe Biden says, listen, black people, we gave you crumbs and a Supreme Court justice pick who, by the way, is bipartisan and has support from the same police who have been terrorizing you. And so get off my ass. <laughs> Joe Biden saying, that's it. That's done. That's all I'm going to do for you. But we're not going to defund the police. We're not going to do anything about thinking about. Okay, maybe, I mean, there are some activists, myself included, who had some questions about defund the police as a political strategy. But then you could say, what could we get? What are the jobs the police do? And what are the jobs that we don't need um, broy guys with guns to do, right? Like, we don't need broy guys with guns to handle mental health crises. We don't need broy guys with guns to handle a lot of domestic dispute issues, right? So there's so many different. Tender going up on a Tuesday. Okay. Um, there's so many different, like, missed opportunities, I find, where Joe Biden is shooting himself in the foot for 
ways that he could be voted for. Like people could vote for him. People could support him. He could get people excited about him. But instead, he's getting people hyped on promises that he's ultimately going to let people down on. It's like, have you ever been, like, love-bombed by a guy or, like, a significant other in a relationship who promises you all of these things and then, like, gives you nothing or, like, less than nothing or is, like, worse than nothing? That's kind of the relationship that dealing with the Democrats feels so much like. Um... Also, I love at this point that I'm watching the B-roll of the State of the Union speech. Biden's finally about to exit the chamber, and it seems that uh, the cameraman is, you know, getting to shake hands with the president. You know, that, that's all cool and fun. I, I don't mind that, you know, the people, the crew adjacent and whatnot is getting to say hi. I guess it's just kind of cute for me to see because I, I used to work around these kinds of folks. And, um, yeah, you know, they're people, too. They are um, really cool to see about. But... Yeah, there is some time spent on climate, and I understand climate change is something that people are not going to pay a lot of attention to. It's going to be like a snooze for a lot of people in Congress, at home, etc. But that's why you have to weave it into economic issues, weave it into defense issues, weave it into things that people are more paying attention to right now because climate is such an all-encompassing thing that you can make it more important by talking about it in as many conversations as you can. Gonna talk more of chat and see more of chat. Um, so yeah, the speech was allegedly supposed to be about one-third Ukraine, two-thirds domestic. And I, I'd say it felt like that. Maybe like fourths, maybe. But um, yeah, not sure. Uh, Taylor says Biden's old ass has been blatantly racist. He's just not good at saying it out loud. Yeah, that, that's pretty. I, I, I would stand with that assessment. Like Joe Biden has. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Kamala Harris had this whole like. Um, More people can turn for help and full parity between physical and mental health care if we treat it that way in our insurance. Look, the third piece of that agenda is support our veterans. Veterans are the backbone and the spine of this country. They're the best of us. I've always believed that we have a sacred obligation to equip those we send to war and care for those and their family when they come home. My administration is providing assistance in job training, housing, and now helping lower-income veterans get VA care debt-free. And our troops in Iraq have faced and Afghanistan have faced many dangers, one being stationed at bases breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Many of you have been there. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained it's warriors in the world. It's very hard to stream at the same time, I'm sorry. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. A cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. One of those... On? One of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. 
I don't know for sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that is, Hooch was near, in Iraq and earlier than that, in Kosovo, is the cause of his brain cancer, the disease of so many other troops. But I am committed to find out everything we can, committed to military families like Danielle Robinson from Ohio, the widow of Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson. He was born a soldier. Oh, the Republican response is coming up next. I cannot wait for this. I knew I was awake for something. Okay. Um, but I remember when Kamala Harris had this whole line about, uh, hey, Joe Biden, remember when you were creating these laws or supporting these laws that were about busing kids or like not busing kids to neighborhoods because they were black? Well, there was a little girl who didn't get to ride in a school bus, and that little girl was me. Like, there's this whole like smackdown thing that Kamala Harris did for Joe Biden against Joe Biden now uh Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's vice president because we love opportunism in politics. So yeah, the Republican response is coming up next and there's usually a progressive response like I don't know, usually it used to be Bernie Sanders would give these presidential responses but yeah, I don't know. I doubt Bernie's going to run again. Even if he did, you know, he's run twice and I like him but like it's not like he's like, his political relevance ultimately, unfortunately, is fading. So, I'm not eagerly seeking a, um, I'm not eagerly seeking, like, a different, I mean, I am eagerly seeking a different progressive response to the State of the Union, but... You know, it's not from Bernie Sanders. Uh, I was actually reading. It looks like Rashida Tlaib is going to be doing the progressive State of the Union. And so I hope to watch that. It'll probably be after the Republicans' response. And so usually I feel a lot better about that because about the end of the night, I feel like, okay, there are some people in Congress who have uh, an agenda more aligned to mine, but you... Definitely have to go through the Republican clown show first. So I'm going to wait and see what happens with that. But in the meantime, I'm just going to like chill with chat and just like talk about other things. Like I did have my birthday today that was um, more fun than this. I mean, like just generally the stuff around my birthday was fun. Um, had a birthday party on the weekend. I think I've talked about it a bunch of times, whatever. Um, but yeah, I had a bunch of great friends there and... Um, Still finishing the beers from it, thankfully. That's the only way I'd be able to make it through this stream. Oh. And because I'm bad at this. If you want to... Basically, the closest thing I have to a Patreon is, um, like, subscriber membership. So, uh, if you're a member at syndicate23.co, go to content.syndicate23.co, and that's how you can get bonus episodes of Power Report or episodes before they get released to anyone else. It's like as little as five bucks a month and does help out with things as I'm growing and doing all this other stuff. So greatly appreciate it if you can do that. Um, but yeah, it was really just a general birthday weekend. It was like a fun Saturday. And then on Sunday, I did my usual thing, which was like uh, do uh, the music podcast Audio Face with my friend Sean. Check that out at YouTube.com slash Audio Face Pod as well. We're listening to new music every single week and reviewing that and keeping track for, for people. And yeah, it, that's that's adulthood is that, you know, I um 
what was your birthday weekend enjoyable? Sure, I got to see friends, and I'm like truly blessed that I have. Um, I, I paper over this a lot, but you know, difficult life, childhood, whatever. Um, but I I'm grateful to like get to spend, um, my birthday with so many friends and things like that, and so. That was good, but enough of the mushy stuff. Let's watch this Republican response, which is usually a mess from start to finish, usually given by a um, second stringer who has never heard from the Republican Party again, because this is like a, this is death to your political career if you ever do this. But anyways, here we go. Families, a violent crime wave was crashing our cities, and the Soviet army was trying to redraw the world map. Even before taking the oath of office, the president told us that he wanted to, quote, make America respected around the world again and to unite us here at home. He's failed on both fronts. The disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal did more than cost American lives. It Sorry, betrayed our allies and emboldened our myself. enemies. North Korea is testing missiles again at an alarming rate. The Speaker of the House recently warned our Olympic athletes not to speak out against China. And now Russia has launched an unprovoked full-scale military invasion of Ukraine, an attack on democracy, freedom, and the rule of and law. Is this America's fault? Now is all Americans fault? must stand united in solidarity with the brave people of Ukraine as they courageously defend their country against Putin's tyranny as they fight for their freedom. But we shouldn't ignore what happened in the run-up to Putin's invasion. Oh, here we go. Waving sanctions on Russian pipelines while eliminating oil production here at home. Focusing on political correctness rather than military readiness. Reacting to world events instead of driving them. Weakness on the world <laughs> stage has a cost. Oh, thank you and Debbie Kim and, and the Chats president's happy approach birthday. Thank to you. foreign policy has consistently been too little, too late. It's time for America to once again project confidence. It's time to be decisive. It's time to lead. But we can't project strength abroad if we're weak at home. And that's what I want to discuss with you tonight. Oh my God, this is going to be the president and Democrats in Congress have spent the last the year Russians either think ignoring we're weak the of cancel issues culture. facing Americans the Russians or making them weak worse. Because of critical they were race warned theory. that spending trillions would lead to soaring inflation. They were told that their anti-energy policies would send gas prices to new heights, but they plowed ahead anyway, raising the price at the pump by fifty percent and pushing inflation to a 40-year high. National Guard, combat medic... In other news, because this is starting to bore me. I mean, like, usually around the first hour of the State of the Union, I am starting to get bored as hell. And I'm amazed that other people aren't bored as hell, too. So I'm going to sit and chat. But uh, there's a major race um, in Texas' 28th congressional district. Like, they could be getting their own AOC in Texas. And with 50% of the votes reporting... It's looking that Jessica Cisneros has a five-point advantage against Henry Cuellar, who's been like the corporate Democrat who's been there for years now. And so hopefully that 53% reporting, so hopefully that result continues to hold and Jessica Cisneros wins that primary. Because that'd be huge uh, for the Democratic Party, especially in Texas, because they are going through a lot right now. 
<laughs> Pretty sure the State of the Union will generate at least a three light rating, if that. Also, Jordan, I love what you caught earlier. Veterans are the backbone and the spine of America. <laughs> and the vertebrae. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm drinking the beer, so I guess they're, like, fine. But it's just... It's like... First of all, I guess it's a German beer, but it's brewed in St. Louis, so it's not. And apparently there's the purity law of Germany, but it, it doesn't necessarily taste like... It's It's more hoppier of a beer than I want it to be, personally. But um, I will still drink it because it's free in here, and I appreciate you. This is personal to me and to Jill and to Kamala and so many of you. So many of you have lost someone you love. Husband, wife, son. Four decades ago, when our nation was Note last Trump reeling from inflation, and Republicans did a lot I was of a young working mom just starting out. My husband Kevin worked days while I watched our girls, and then like a lot we would of the literally economic switch. comparisons here, it's ridiculous because COVID's a new situation. Home, and I was leaving it's so disingenuous. at the local grocery store. From across that checkout counter, I saw the pain of inflation on my neighbors' faces. I saw what happens when prices rise faster than wages. The Biden administration believes inflation is a, quote, high-class problem. I can tell you, it's an everybody problem. I saw moms and dads' paychecks buy them less and less. I watched working people choose which essentials to take home and which ones to leave behind. And now President Biden's decisions have a whole new generation feeling that same pain. When I took the oath of office five years ago, I promised I, I, again, that I, I don't would think never lose sight COVID of and responding to COVID for, is Joe Biden's fault, nor is it Donald Trump's fault. From the problems they were facing, from the problems that I had faced myself. But you don't have to check groceries to see what high inflation does to people. You just need to step outside of the D.C. No politician, neither the Democrats nor the Republicans, have talked about companies posting record profits this year. Like corporate America is doing phenomenal, even despite inflation, even despite rising prices. They're rising prices even though they have record profits. So Republicans don't care about that. They, they mind that. They're like, oh, they're just making more money all around and we can just complain about this. Cool. But Democrats, again, are losing messaging war on this. And tax giveaways to millionaires and billionaires in Democrat-controlled states like California, New York, and New Jersey. But that's what the and that's a muddling of the message here. Oh, you see the millionaires and billionaires they rail against? Uh, all of them live in rich, wealthy blue states. And they're the ones who aren't paying taxes. Because even members of his own party said enough is enough. Well, the American people share that view. Enough is enough. And it's not just with D.C. spending. Americans are tired of a political class trying to remake this country into a place where an elite few tell everyone else what they can and cannot say, what they can and cannot believe. 
They're tired of people pretending the way to end racism is by categorizing everybody by their race. They're tired of politicians who tell parents they should sit down, be silent, and let government control their kids' education and future. Frankly, they're they tired, tired of politicians of who tell them what to do with their bodies, like in Texas, the where they've now banned the ability for women to get abortions. Oh, wait, that's the Republican Party? Interesting. Mandates, but don't follow them. Where elected leaders tell their citizens to stay home while they sneak off to Florida for sun and fun. Where they demand that your child... Where elected politicians like Ted Cruz jump to Cancun while their states are facing blizzards due to climate change, the Republican Party constantly denies. ...who are waiting to exhale, waiting for the insanity to stop. We now live in a country... The insanity is coming from inside of the Republicans' barn. ...are letting criminals off easy, and many prominent Democrats still want to defund the police. You know, it seems like everything is backwards. The Biden administration requires vaccines for Americans who want to go to work or protect this country, but not for migrants who illegally cross the border. The Department of Justice treats parents like domestic terrorists. Th- that's such a weird, like, straw end of get. America doesn't require, like, migrants requiring across the board like that's a totally different argument you're trying to do like it doesn't make sense it's not apples to oranges but you know it's just words it's just like speak there were people can get upset and go yeah i don't like that brown migrants are getting anything oh wait they aren't getting anything well yeah why different standards for them and not for me that's what it's ultimately like. It's like, oh, lucky the immigrants don't have to take the vaccine, but people who uh, have legal status do? Like, what's... You break down the stuff and it's so stupid. I'm sorry. We know that our problems require bold action, but we also know that bold action doesn't have to mean government Yeah, I don't want to miss what Jordan Ryan is pointing out in the YouTube chat. There's so much China bashing here. Even before the Russia bashing, because that's their that's their mo. It's just make you scared about some foreign power. Honored your freedoms and saw right away that lockdowns and school closures, they came with their own significant cost. That mandates weren't the answer, and we actually listened to the science, especially with (laughs) kids in masks and kids in schools. (laughs) Sam, like, why does she sound like she's about to tell you the emergency procedures for how to evacuate a plane? (laughs) ...is unconscionable. Learning loss, isolation, anxiety, depression. In so many states, our kids have been left Please be aware that the life raft is under your seat. Please put the mask above yourself before the others, before you assist others. that schools open their doors. I was attacked like, by the left. I was attacked by the media. All of this mask mandate stuff is getting kind choice. of outdone because right all of the mask mandates are being lifted. Open is only the start of the pro-parent, pro-family revolution that Republicans are leading in Iowa and states across this country. Republicans believe that parents matter. It was true before the pandemic. Yeah, Republicans believe parents matter the same way Republicans believe the Santa is the number two cause of death in America, second only to heart disease. Last month, 
I announced the plan to supercharge the cancer moonshot that President Obama asked me to lead six years ago. Our goal is to cut cancer death rates by at least 50% over the next 25 years. I think we can do better. Yeah, there are some polluters left. Um, Turn cancers. A few. There's definitely more becks left. I'm just going to work my way through these or have the roommates more shrink them. For patients and um, to get there, I call on Congress to fund... And yeah, Sam, uh, Jessica Cisneros was endorsed by AOC and a lot of the other Justice Democrats people, so that is definitely true. Um, Taylor, I did not know you live in a Texas. I'm so sorry, especially with the um, bullcrab anti-trans laws that just passed out there. Um, and I hope that um, elected officials like Jessica Cisneros can bring attention to things that are happening in Texas like that. Because it's really important that we get more of a national spotlight on what's happening in Texas with reproductive health issues, with LGBTQ issues, with racial justice issues, etc. My fellow Americans, tonight we've gathered in this sacred space, a citadel of democracy, in this capital. Generation after generation of Americans have debated great questions amid great strife and have done great things. We fought for freedom, expanded liberty, debated totalitarianism and terror. We built the strongest, freest, and most prosperous nation the world has ever known. Veterans are also the mighty country of Now is the hour, our moment of responsibility, our test of resolve and conscience, of history itself. <laughs> Mitt Romney it in that in this last moment shot, looking like someone told that him he couldn't fire anyone. Our character this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Hook kids, the parents of the Sandy Hook kids matter. The parents of any um, victims of a mass shooting actually matter. Republicans don't care about those parents whatsoever. This is all empty rhetoric when it comes down to people's lives. Country. But the Biden administration has refused to secure our border. They've refused to provide the resources to stop human trafficking, to stop the staggering influx of deadly drugs coming into our neighborhoods. They've refused to protect you. With Texas and Arizona leading the way, I, along with Republican governors from several states, have sent resources to the border. And we've actually gone to the border, something that our president and vice president have yet to do since taking office. On I the economy, the, the contrast border. couldn't be more she stark. She also did nothing, to be While fair, Democrats but she at least in D.C. Went. are spending trillions, sending inflation soaring, Republican but leaders around the country are balancing budgets and cutting taxes because we know that money spent on Main Street is better than money spent on bureaucracy. Today, I signed legislation yeah, that's not the Republican that eliminates Republicans go money on spent on income, Wall Street is better than money spent in a corporate bureaucracy or money spent in Main Street. Republicans aren't trying to get money for regular and it shouldn't people. Come as a surprise that out of the top 20 they get crumbs sometimes and expect people to be happy with that. Have Republican governors. Republicans may not have the White House, but we're doing what we can to fill the leadership vacuum. And on the issues that are affecting Americans, Republicans 
are leading. We're standing up for parents. And yeah, on that point where like Biden's standing up for life. She said that earlier where like major politicians are pushing for defund the police, right? And in reality, that's not true. Like Democrats across the board are trying to make sure rhetorically they don't sound like they are trying to defund the police in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, because rhetorically, it's a poor strategy. I think if regular people here defund the police, unfortunately, regular people don't get the whole explanation of how you can give that detail or nuance. They think, oh, well, who is going to protect us? Never mind the police don't do a lot of protecting. Never mind that, um, you know, all the different countless arguments as to why there are different alternatives than the police to call in these situations. Of course, this all could be used, but Democrats have chosen the message of we won't let the Republicans pigeonhole us into being the defund the police crowd. Of course, it's not going to matter because the Republicans will do that anyways, and they just keep saying it till they're blue in the face. Their voters will believe it. So that's why I always say Democrats should just do whatever they want to and not worry about why what Republicans will say about them because Republicans will say well, the Republicans will lie about them regardless. So Democrats should just do whatever they want to. And yet we are, as they say, Iowa nice. But you don't have to be from Iowa to see that those are the values of America at its best. Iowa All nice is America. mean, isn't it? <laughs> Over the last few like, years, the whole I put my faith in Iowans, and they haven't let me down. I encourage this president to do the same, to put his faith in you, the American people, who have never wavered in your belief in this country, regardless of who leads it. You see, it sucks that because these speeches you are written. know you like that the soul of America. It's not like it's a real response. Like the speech was written a long time ago, and so I think Joe Biden said something along the lines of, "I put my faith in you. Americans are the strongest." And this speech is like, "Well, Joe Biden should be putting his faith in you all." Because Americans are, Americans are the people who like have the courage and the strength and the keep the country going. And these are all nice things that play well that they think constituents will want to hear. But both, you know, both sides are saying it and doing it. Well, let me tell you, that was, uh, as predicted, please stop smiling. Please stop. Please make it go away. Come on. No, the cameras are still running. Oh, no. Oh, oh, good. Okay, nice. All right, I'm going to find the um, Rashida Tlaib response as I'm doing that. But yeah, the Republican response, as predicted, was pretty bad. I, I mean, it, it always is. Um, you usually don't get any... Um, I mean, like... I'll be honest, the party responses on either side are never really good. But <laughs> that being said, here's Rashida Tlaib's response. Let me get it up here right now. Workers are speaking up for a voice and dignity on the job. I saw what a union meant for my family growing up as my father was a member of the United Auto Workers. This smile 
This smiles because of the UAW. They ensured that our family had access to dental care. So this is our time. This is our time to take on corporate polluters who get rich poisoning us and we fight for environmental justice. With the Green New Deal, we rebuild our country by creating millions of union jobs in the clean energy industry of the future. Imagine turning the Rust Belt into a Green Belt that is a center of American jobs and innovation for the next century. And we'd ensure clean air and water because I know we can't build back better if our children can't live healthy lives. A working families. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test. Protect freedom and liberty. Expand fairness and opportunity. And we will save democracy. As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life because I see the future that's within our grasp. Because I know there's simply nothing like, I beyond our, capaci our capacity. We're the only nation on earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The State of the Union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today. We are stronger today than we were a year ago. And we'll be stronger a year from now than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. That was a little weird. Um, the go... The get him at the end. The go get him. Because, you know, he was saying God bless our troops for the past, like, 20 years like you know presidents have been saying this because you know we've constantly been at war now we're not really at war hopefully we're not doing the ukraine thing unless uh joe brandon's got some secret um you know thing up his sleeve some military operation to you know get vladimir putin all osama bin laden style but i'm not gonna blow up the spot here but yeah we are just ending the uh joe brandon 2022 uh, would take on skyrocketing housing costs, which have left to half a million Americans homeless on any given night, and millions more struggling to pay the rent. That means building millions of accessible, new, affordable homes and providing long overdue rental, down payment, and home repair assistance. We would provide a real path to citizenship for our people targeted sanctions that put pressure on Russia's billionaires not the everyday Russians who have no choice in this conflict and are courageously protesting the war as we speak. We need a humanitarian response to this crisis. And we must welcome Ukrainian refugees from all walks of life to the United States. And I know we can't seek peace by continuing yeah, to spend three quarters of a trillion dollars every year on weapons of war, making defense contractors and in companies wealthier. We must, we must put human rights and dignity first and prioritize cooperation and diplomacy to address the challenges that no one nation can confront alone, like pandemics and climate change. Nothing is more important 
than keeping the people we love free from harm. Wait, we Sam, all like deserve to be safe in our neighborhoods. Um, the path to community safety I, is I investing in what people need to thrive, totally like access to jobs, quality education, and real opportunities. We can't yeah, police away never, homelessness, I mean, poverty, or mental health crisis in our country. Care, care, not more criminalization is how we ensure lasting safety yeah, for all. Injury, I think, about the and we should end the war on drugs, fund legal defense, Thoughts and enact criminal justice reforms like later. ending qualified immunity that would transform our discriminatory legal system. And we should add a justice for working people to the Supreme Court by confirming Kentanji Brown Jackson without delay. Over the last two years, the richest people in America doubled their wealth. As profits skyrocketed, corporations have the nerve to blame inflation while increasing prices on essential goods and services. This is more than simply corporate greed. It's extortion. We need to tax billionaires and mega corporations that dodge their fair share. And we need to fight back against unchecked corporate power that increasingly shape our lives. Those policies I named, they are popular, but we have a system that makes it too easy for elected officials to answer to donors instead of their constituents. Disproportionate representation in the Senate distorts the democratic will of the people. The filibuster, a tool perfected to, perfected to defend Jim Crow, continues to be used to block progress. We must abolish it in the Senate, like the House did more than a century ago. Republicans are trying to destroy our, destroy our political power of working class families, and they're willing to tear down our democracy to do it. They say the violent insurrection on January 6th is, quote, legitimate political expression and that corporate super PAC spending dominating our elections is just free speech. The Republicans act like the real danger to our democracy is having enough voting booths in black neighborhoods, mail-in ballots, fair district lines. If we really want a democracy that responds to the will of the people, then we need voting rights protection and democracy reforms immediately. While we continue building support in Congress, President Biden can use his executive power now to take action, to deliver for the people. He can cancel federal student loan debt, which would be a lifeline for millions of Americans and a transformative yep. economic stimulus. And he can ban federal fossil fuel leasing, drilling, direct federal agencies to reject permits for new fossil fuel projects, and regulate order. carbon emissions. He can fix our labor rules right now to allow more workers to access overtime pay. These are things he can do without he can change how we Republicans obstructioning him in Congress. So like, he can just do this via executive order the same way. Federal benefits. Excuse me, the same way Donald Trump did a bunch of executive orders. He can take action orders. to break up pharmaceutical monopolies. Except he could do them for good. life-saving medicines affordable. These are good points Rashida Tlaib is making, then why isn't the Joe Biden doing these things? elections are coming up fast. And this year, we can elect working families majority we all need. We know what happens when the Republicans take power. They protect the rich, target and target the rest of us. They attack and undermine voting rights, women's rights, workers' rights, immigrants, people of color, and our LGBTQ community, and they block progress on climate change. So if you voted or knocked on doors or donated in 2020 to defeat Trump, I implore you, pay attention, because this year is just as important, and we need everybody to help. 
Blocking the far right is just not enough. We also need to elect the next generation of working families champions. It starts with staying engaged and voting in every election and every primary for candidates who will put working people first. I know that we can get closer to the world we all deserve when we build a bigger movement. Bring people in, not cast them out. I was taught by a pastor in Detroit that we aren't a country that is divided. We are disconnected. We must connect on the dreams we have for our children, the hopes we have for our communities and so much more. When we connect with one another, building our solidarity, we can outwork the hate and show that the very people, show them that who, who basically want to ensure that we never have a seat at the table, we can show them that we aren't going anywhere. So I want you to think of the people you love, the place you call home. For me, it's my two boys, my family, the communities I represent. Who is it for you? That's who you're fighting for. And I want for them what we want for all Americans, the opportunity to thrive and flourish, a country where no one person's dream is too big to become a reality. I know it's possible when we all come together. So if you're ready to be part of our movement, join us. Join us by texting WINWIN to 30403. Working families are the majority. Together, we will win a nation that can truly stand up for, our, for all of us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Have a wonderful night. Cool. Wrapping that up. And yeah, as is often the case, the Republican response and the progressive responses happen pretty quickly. Uh, like, you know, in like a quick succession of each other. And so we caught most of the Republican response, if not all of it. I'd say a good portion, if not most of the working families party's response or Rashida Tlaib's progressive response. I'll call it the progressive response because I actually have a lot of thoughts about this. Wow. Um, so usually the way this happens is you have the re Democratic Party response, or sorry, you have the State of the Union given by whatever city party, sitting party president you have. You have the opposing party's response. And then you usually have a progressive response because the sitting president's never progressive. <laughs> and so, um, you like when, when I've done election coverage and I've like done it for news networks uh, professionally before, like producing it behind the scenes. And like briefly appearing on camera, but mostly doing it behind the scenes before. Um, we would prepare. We would prepare for yeah, in that order. We'd prepare for the State of the Union, and then the opposing party response, and then the progressive response that was usually delivered by Bernie Sanders. Uh, like I've said, after 2020, I said this a little bit earlier. After 2020, the idea of having a um. The idea of having a response by Bernie Sanders doesn't really feel right because Bernie Sanders is not an irrelevant politician, but he's not going to run for anything. A State of the Union address. And there was a lot here. I'm so glad that y'all were here to help me kind of keep track of some of these things as well as um, react, interact, do all of those things.
Exactly. Handsome head injuries like go get who. I was exactly the same way. Who are we going to get? Apparently, Joe Biden in that earlier speech was like, no, we're not sending any Americans to this Ukrainian conflict. Or are we? Question mark. JK and Les? Question mark. <laughs> so... Yeah, we continue to wrap up this state of the union coverage here, and I want to get to a number of points. I guess where I would start to sum it up is Joe Biden did the kind of state of the union that he was elected to do. Joe Biden was elected as a contrast to Donald Trump, who would get in these highly presidential positions and sort of bastardize them and insult him and make a mockery of himself and America writ large. And you can at least look at Joe Biden and go, okay, that's a very boring president doing presidency kind of things. Um, are they the presidency kind of things that we need mostly in this moment? Is I, I would not say so because as I'll go through as briefly as I possibly can, there are so many different aspects where Joe Biden seems like he wants to be the president of this moment like he wants to have a legacy that shows that he did something to combat the polarization in this country the brokenness of american culture like something that's being talked about in chat right now how america is not really united at all in any kind of way unfortunately joe biden shows in his rhetoric and his actions that he's unwilling slash unable to mostly unwilling to change any of those strategies which makes you wonder, is it really as dire as Joe Biden is describing it? Or is this just political rhetoric that he's trying? He's peaked more or less. And that's pretty clear now. Um, his two attempts at running for office, while very valiant and I think could have gone very far if they weren't actively fought by the Democratic Party establishment that he was running in, I think could have made a difference. But ultimately, Bernie Sanders isn't president. And so the left will have to look towards other figures to carry on that movement. Also other parties, because in um, what I think the Democratic Party learned a lot about the, um, you know, the, the, the Dem progressives learned a lot about the Democratic Party process and how hard it is to win as a Democrat. And so part of what you're seeing is um, what you had right here, whereas the Working Families Party, who was doing a lot of the development behind the State of the Union address. And, you know, the Working Families Party traditionally has not been serious people they've been more interested in hosting events and talks and talking about doing activism rather than practicing activism and, you know i'll say a lot about the democratic party but they're good at actually getting people to you know they're all right they're, they're the best we've got when it comes to an infrastructure that gets <clears throat> people to text voters and call voters and knock on their doors when COVID-19 allows for that kind of thing to happen. Or like when um, pandemics are succeeding for those kind of things to happen. And doing voter outreach, like getting out the vote. That's GOTV. That's what that's called. When you're running up near an election and you want people to vote for your candidate, you do that. And the Democrats next to the Republican Party are phenomenal at that. The Working Families Party traditionally hasn't been around that actual work of, okay, getting people's phone numbers, calling people out to events, organizing volunteer efforts, getting out into getting your name out there so that when it comes to get elected, people trust you. 
Um, moreover, I'd say the Working Families Party has aligned themselves with some completely non-serious characters. I've talked about um, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dan from the Internet. I've done a lot of videos on the show Power Report about my experiences working in different leftist media organizations working around a different different people who are now prominent political commentators online like uh people at the young turks people who left the young turks like jimmy Dore and dave rubin i have talked about the working i talked about jimmy Dore specifically and how he doesn't have actual political ideologies nor does he really read he just sort of yells and is oftentimes bigoted in what his political ideology comes down to and the way he expresses that political ideology towards people who are supposed to be his allies. Because I don't believe shouting over people, let alone shouting over women of color, is the way that you win a political battle, especially when you're trying to gather people in your own coalition. Uh, but nevertheless, the Working Families Party put together that joint State of the Union response with Rashida Tlaib, and I think that was really good. You get at uh, the stuff that folks on the left talk about all the time where we can't have an austerity type of um, system. And basically what that means is we can't we can't tax poor people and make poor people's lives terrible in order to improve our economy. It's just not going to work. You need a better system than that. And um, that's what progressives are saying all the time. That's what Rashida Tlaib is saying all the time. You're hearing stuff about actual economic justice for working families that means like not just the comfortable upper middle class who have like cushy jobs but people who are struggling to make ends meet who are working their hardest these aren't lazy people the idea of laziness in society is like a a law that's caught up in republican dogma but it goes back to the thing bernie sanders is saying it goes back to the thing rashida talib is now saying and a lot of other people on the left are saying that should be a fundamental thing that in the united states of america in any civilized country if you work 40 hours a week in a full-time job you should be able to afford to sustain yourself and then some we have more than enough money in this country floating around for every person working 40 hours a week or more to just be able to earn a living where they don't have to then rely on other government services such as food stamps or other welfare programs in order to sustain themselves. You work, you put in your hours, you can make a living and you can duck your head and just do whatever else. And you can have time to relax and not feel like you have to burn yourself out just to make a living. That you have to work 60 hours or 80 hours or work beyond what your job calls for just to be able to make ends meet or get yourself to a point where you can enjoy the labor of making money. That's what so many people are doing um, today. But I mean, that goes to a, a big view of all these things. You can't have economic security if people are worried about healthcare. So therefore we have to have a healthcare system like Medicare for all to support people like this. Um, you can't have, or like you, you'll have people worrying about poverty or you'll have people worrying about these things if you have um, non-robust school programs. So like if you don't have student lunches and you don't have programs that support kids when they're young, that's only going to make poverty worse in the future. And so you can spend these things, whereas like Republicans talk about financial investments and stock investments and investments for the future and money. These are investments in the future for our brains, the people that we know in life. All those are the different things. So that's what that's good. I'm glad that you have politicians like that who are 
um, sticking to their guns in that way. Gonna check in on chat now. Um, yes. Uh, oh yeah, I see my audio is a little bit on the quiet side. It should be a little bit better now, but um, it was definitely quieter based on whatever was. Yes. Um, and yeah, very good now. Sweet. But yeah, overall, I am to use to squeeze votes out of the Democratic Party's dying um, voting base. And not dying voting base not only because they're getting older, but because you keep a voting base healthy and alive by giving those voters things to be happy about. Things to go, oh, hey, I actually am happy about the Democratic Party and what they're doing for me because I see what they are I see what they are doing for me. I see what they're doing for me in my lives, whether it's um the earned income tax credit that people that Joe Biden and Democrats tout all the time that helped people who are raising kids who are struggling with that get a benefit for a certain period of time during COVID every single month so that they can afford to pay for, you know, food for their kids or childcare for their kids. That was great. It expired super quickly because the strategy behind that I think was to put pressure on Republicans to reinstate that earned income tax credit but that pressure isn't even coming because joe biden is writing too much on that one policy and not on other things that would help people a lot like student debt relief would help people minimum wage increase would help a lot of people and a number of things he could do by executive order i'll get to that in a moment because i think we're at the point right now where uh joe biden and the democrats are going to be playing the game of trying to control the losses come November because the Democrats are most likely going to lose the House and Senate majorities that they've done virtually nothing with over the past two years or so now, year now, but it's going to be two years coming up shortly. It's going to fly right past before our eyes. And the Democrats are going to have to answer for not only the things they haven't done, but a whole bunch of nonsense talking points that Republicans have thrown in their faces over the past, you know, coming months. And they'll have to answer that as well. There'll be so many distractions that the Democrats are unable to answer to that they will be so far away from their lofty, optimistic policy agendas. I'm happy with the Rashida Tlaib speech, but I, I want to see what comes out of this. Because ultimately, I've done... I, I'm going to sound so old, but like I've sat through almost a decade's worth of State of the Union. So I've listened to Obama's, I've listened to Trump's, I've now listened to some of Biden's. And it's what a politician best put for. It's putting their best foot forward is what they most optimistically want to happen in the next year. But every single time when the rubber hits the road, when they have the opportunity to fight for these things, nothing happens. Um, when they have the opportunity to stand up and say, hey, this is the name of the senator. These are the name of the Congress people who are standing in between my agenda that's supposedly popular and you, the American people, getting it. So what are we going to do? Donald Trump had no problem calling out individual Congress people or individual senators who wouldn't help him with his agenda and then igniting his base against that person threatening to get them primaried or to lose their political power. Trump had absolutely no problem doing that. I think Joe Biden shouldn't have a problem doing that either. And I've said that about Democratic politicians forever. You should not be afraid to use your voters um, against the people who don't work in your interests. 
because uh, that's how political power works. If you say, hey, I got elected because people like me, and now I'm going to make sure that I keep those people paying attention so that if there's anything that I don't like, I can get this support from people and we can make sure that we get what we want by mobilizing together and not taking our attention off of this thing. So I, I hope that goes out well. I have done a lot of streaming today, more than I necessarily wanted to do on my birthday. Um, but this has been fun. I want to thank everyone for joining. Um, some of my like friends who have come in here to say hi and chill and watch politics with me on a Tuesday. Uh, that's great. Um, please also have lives. I love you all, but please also have lives too. Um, and But it, it does really mean a lot to me. And I am definitely thinking about doing more of these streams just to get those more news to cover that makes it worth my time. But yeah, definitely check out all those things. Follow me at Dan from the Web on Twitter. That's where you can see all of my brain farts and stuff. Check out Good Morning Bad News on TikTok. We just passed a million subscribers on that. And that is awesome to watch them like to inform people in that way youtube.com slash dan from the internet if i didn't mention that already youtube.com slash audio face pod for the music podcast that i enjoy doing so i don't have to think about this stuff all the time and yeah i'm elsewhere on the internet i'll try to stream more on twitch as well i love the twitch audience by the way twitch is really fun and um i will do that more as well but yeah thank you all for watching thank you all for wishing me and helping me um bring in this new year of my life in a memorable and exciting way and i hope you know i guess not to make it my own state of the union thing but i hope this year i can also do my own different fun plans and help grow not only what i'm doing but use it so my voice can you, you know bother powerful people maybe enough to get them to do the things we want them to do that's the whole goal that's the whole dream that you just heard here and so i'm gonna read through chat a little bit more um because there's some really good insights and conversations happening here like <laughs> I love it. Rico knows. He wanted to say, let's go, Brandon. Let's go get him. Let's get Brandon. I did love that one point Joe Biden was on a call with someone. Like He was talking to kids, and it was like him and Jill Biden were on a video call, and they were talking to families and things like that. And ultimately, what you got was some parent jumping in the call at the very end. And he thought it was all fun saying, oh, by the way, let's go, Brandon. And then Joe Biden responded, yeah, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and whether he knew what it meant or he didn't, like, that's just awesome. That just disarms everything they're doing. If you, if you have Joe Biden say, let's go, Brandon, then it means nothing anymore. And I'll say this. We, we expected Joe Biden to have a lot more, you know, like, dementia-y moments. And, you know, he slips over his words. He does the whole, like, um host without a teleprompter kind of thing, even though he is very much hosting with a teleprompter. But yeah, gaff-prone Joe Biden is not as bad as he used to be. That is uh, for damn sure. But let me beer up, read through the Twitch convos, and then start to go through some of my thoughts. Just, I was taking notes throughout the entire thing. Probably should have tweeted more for, you know, building a brand and whatnot, but I had notes. I'll go through this here.
<laughs> Sam, ratio plus L plus the countries in the shitter. Um, and yeah, and T Taylor's got a good point. He does have a stutter, but he's doing great on it. I don't want to mean to like hammer on Joe Biden's, you know, is his stutter, his ability to speech. That's kind of like not what I'm hitting on, but it is um something I have like noting at when he does things like in that speech a long time ago, I'm talking 10 years ago, where he asks someone who can't actually stand up to please stand up. Um, or when he calls Barack Obama the next vice president of the United States, Barack America. Like, I used to love those kind of gaffes. Those were funny. Okay, the substance of stuff. So, of course, he started a lot with Ukraine and all of those different matters because it's very up to the forefront with a lot of people and i think he missed a lot of good opportunities there especially when he was talking about listen russia is obviously a big resource provider energy provider on the global stage uh cutting them off from the global economy during this very important time is going to be you know difficult it's going to have some implications for prices globally and especially in the united states and so one thing america will be doing is you know releasing oil reserves so that way we have more oil in the economy to work with so that should hopefully um act as somewhat of a control on prices i, I glibly mentioned uh getting rid of the gas tax temporarily which like as an environmentalist i'm against overall uh incentivizing increased use of gasoline powered vehicles but and services but in this case when you have so many other economic pressures and you have inflation rising it doesn't seem like biden wants to do anything on the wage side, as far as increasing minimum wages on the federal level, to give regular Americans any fighting chance against these rising prices. And so, as a result of that, you're getting this perspective of things with Joe Biden where he could have had the opportunity to say, OK, 